This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our many patrons, very generous, life-changing patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. If you'd like to join them, that's $5 a month to get uh, bonus episodes of this. Uh, it's, it's any amount a month, but $5 gets you the good stuff. Uh, we'd like to thank some of our patrons, patrons like Charlotte Doomgirl, Ryan McBride, Aaron D., Ryan and Stephanie Pitts. That's one line. Uh, they've... You know, get together with your friends, patronize together. Uh, and then Jake Fortier. Uh, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you. Uh, and if you uh, if you like our stuff, consider joining them. Thanks. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. You're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week, the first week of Horror Month, we are talking about Devotion, which is a first-person horror game developed and published by Red Candle Games for the PC in 2019. Yeah, uh, we're gonna. This is uh, this is Cole Month, uh, <laughs> which which is fine. Like you're not complaining about, about that or anything. I presented uh, many options. You did present yeah. many options. They just like uh, you know many options, but this is uh, you know nobody. Uh, this is rare. We don't often have a month without um, listener mm-hmm. sponsored episodes. That that hasn't happened since we started doing this. I don't think. So uh, this is these are all cool jams, which is good. Like mm-hmm. generally, I think that like these bottom out as interesting this yeah. month. Like I'm not super crazy about strange land, which is next mm-hmm. week's, uh, this is amazing. And evil within two is fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but this just, is, uh, it's worth segueing into that. Uh, this being the amazing, if out of any of them, if you were going to play them first, this is short, uh, you want to support the devs and it's worth experiencing rather than experiencing it secondhand. I think. Yes. It's $17. You go to redcandlegames.com. Uh, you get a DRM free. It is no longer banned outside of uh, China. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> the, the controversy over this game has generated way more press than the actual game itself. And you might think, oh, they're covering this lost relic. It was lost for a time. Now it is readily available for you. The money goes directly to the, to the developer. Uh, it is possibly one of the most direct exchanges of money for value that you're going to get in indie games. Yeah, which it, which it always feels feels great yes you know and it, it's i'm really excited to to talk about it because i don't want to like the story behind what happened in this game is very interesting mm-hmm. but i don't want to let the game get swallowed up in that i think it's a, a bummer of you know kind of a failing on games journalism's part like there there are reviews people did look at this but it really mm-hmm. quickly overshadowed the content yeah uh of it and it's it's much more snackable and, and bite size as a uh 
you know, a unit of information. It's more, mm-hmm. it's more clicky. Yeah. Uh, but the actual, the content of this is more remarkable to me, uh, artistically than the story of just like, oh, China did some human rights violation shit and <laughs> censored yeah. things. And it's, you know, that, that just kind of, that happens. Yeah. It's going to uh, happen is the thing. Sometimes it do be like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, this is probably one of my favorite games, you know, like mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you know, games can be many different things. Uh, and this is pretty mechanics light, but as far as a, an interactive encapsulation for a story, you know, uh, an mm-hmm. audio visual presentation kind of deal, this is, this is fucking stellar. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I played it the first time I was blown away, continued to be blown away the second time, mostly because of how well put together it is with foreshadowing leading up to what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the, the, this, this is a dish that just gets richer and richer. I think. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's really good. Like there yeah. are like, you know, a couple of tiny minor things. I wish like, you walked faster. <laughs> I wish you walked faster. I think some of the jump scares are inappropriate, uh-huh. like don't unnecessary, you know, like they don't, uh, they're not horrible or anything mm-hmm. they just kind of come at a place where i'm like this didn't really need to be here like i understand wanting to spice this up yeah uh here but this is this works so much better as a as a creeping horror yes uh to me um yeah it's great so play it uh it's it's really good i don't think that you will regret it yes um uh, also you know we're telling you to play it uh invite mandating that you play it because uh, we want to be feel feel free to talk about spoilers and provide our analysis without being coy boys, you know. Yeah. Um, because I think that a lot of this stuff is you know a little bit more rich if you take yourself out of the linear path of playing it and talk about the like the way themes build, and you can't talk about build without considering where it yeah. goes. Right. It's a mystery. Like the yeah. the game is a mystery, presents as a mystery as you're playing it, as you slowly put these things together. Uh, but they lay a lot of track that we want to admire how it's laid. Yes. Yeah. You know? So spoiler uh, wall here. Yeah. Uh, not that we typically do too much spoiler light stuff on Wolf, mm-hmm. but this is a, this is a, it usually doesn't matter. Right. Here's a game where it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this takes place in 1980s Taiwan. Uh, you play as the father of a, uh, of a family named Feng Yu, uh, and you're trying to figure out where your daughter uh, Mai Shin is Mai Shin, Mai Shin. Let's get uh, that is, clear. Now. It, it, it is Mai Shin. Yeah, Mai Shin. Okay. Yeah. I, I had Thank it. you, uh, Mai Shin. Yes. Mai Shin. Uh, and uh, you're trying to figure that out or at least what happened to her, like where she is or what happened. Yes. Uh, to do this, you uh, do walking sim and simple adventure game stuff, uh, going to different versions of your apartment that correspond with four different time periods, uh, four different years, 1980, 1985, 1986, and 1987. Yes. Uh, if you are familiar with psychological horror, you may have clocked, you know what happened to your daughter. <laughs> yep. You are trying uh, to is, deny what happened to your yeah, daughter. This is one of those things. There's an accidental theme yeah. this month of trying to do Silent Hill 2 again. And this is the only <laughs> game I think that does it. Yep. Like as well. Uh, the other two games, I think Strange Lion's a failure in that respect. And mm-hmm. I think that Evil Within 2 gets in its way, but has other things to recommend it. Uh, yeah psychological horror games constantly trying to redo silent hill 2 yes uh it it is such a touchstone i i was thinking about that with this month like doing these back to back like Mm -hmm. i really would like psychological horror to get a new trick i i'm i'm a little sick of exploring dream spaces that are actually your daughter's funeral or whatever yeah 
is that that is a little bit of an accident like even looking at the options that i kind of laid out like hey here's good stuff that i streamed that i think would bear talking about right Mm -hmm. um you know there's there is psychological horror that breaks out of it but it you know silent hill 2 is absolutely the touch point and i think that I don't know, maybe the fact that uh, when Silent Hill steered away from that, you know, like the the harder it steered away, the less successful it got because that corresponded with gameplay fall off, you know, just kind of made it like this is this has to be the template from which this is cut forever. Yeah, it it, it ends up being like a weird, like very narrow casted genre Mm -hmm. at this point. Like there are there are games that, you know, so much a psychological horror game that isn't about exploring your daughter's funeral in a metaphorical dreamscape. But it's so common. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the reason why I bring that up now is because this is this justifies that commonality. Like I get when I realize that my character knows the answer to what the mystery is, but they're in Mm -hmm. self-denial like that is a cool trope. It is to me, it is. On it's dying, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's on life support. Yeah, as a trope, I roll my eyes a little bit uh, at that, just because I've just it's ancient. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's as old as the hills. Uh, if you were like me and you were put off by that cliche at this point, or starting to become put off by it, uh, this is a you know this could very well be the swan swan song of that mm-hmm. cliche to me. Like this is you know the apotheosis of that. It does it as well as Silent Hill too. Right. Uh, yeah. To, this, this this is as as good as it has gotten since Silent yes. Hill 2 came out. Like it is in the running right now with, you know, I'm a leathery skeleton with spider for hands, but you may know me by the name Depression. <laughs> Horror movies used to be about a fucked up little guy, and now they're about somebody in a $5 million a month apartment in New York running away from the seven stages of grief. Yep. Or whatever that tweet is. Yeah. Yeah, I am generational trauma. Yeah. Welcome to hell. <laughs> yeah. It's like that stuff is good. How, like, man, the saturation can ruin anything. Yep, because that stuff is the best, and then it just like now it's so like I just roll my eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's it, it'll be nice to compare and contrast, right? I, we, yeah. I also want to point out to you, like again, just setting expectations. I guess we're still kind of in the getting people to play it yeah. section, yeah. but I'm trying to uh, address Gary's in the audience who might be put off by these things. This is you know, you're exploring a mindscape and you know the answer and everything. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I really love about devotion is the story as told, like, so the the way the story is told is really, really key and artful and and perfect and should not change. Mm -hmm. The actual story is really interesting and does not fall into cliche on its own. It's incredibly heartbreaking and fucked up. Even, even without the uh, kind of filigree of the horror and jump scare and atmosphere. Right. And my favorite things do that. Like my favorite things work both. Like I, I like a metaphorical heady symbol rich journey, but I want it to function as a story as well. I think that the, you know, the best things do double duty. Mm -hmm. Um, The actual, the actual narrative of this is absolutely heartrendingly good. Yeah. uh, I think. Like it, yeah. it, it hits a lot of things and it doesn't hit things that have just been hit repeatedly forever. Yeah. You know, I, there are archetypes in this, but they're really well developed and, uh, you know, yeah. I teared up watching the ending so I couldn't take notes. And then when I went to YouTube to, you know, finish out the outline, I also teared up. 
it's, so, it's like, fucking sad. Yeah. It's a sad game. And you know, I, I always go back to that, like very, very, I've mentioned this before, but uh, Robert Ashley, the game journalist, when mm-hmm. he started his, his podcast, he set, wanted people to send in gamer stories. And he said, uh, funny is better than smart. Sad is better than, or yeah, funny is better than smart. Sad is better than funny. Yes. Like when you're telling a story. And like, I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, uh, yeah. Um, this is a walking sim, so there's not much you're going to be doing mechanically. Uh, if you've played one of these, you know what you do. You wander around. You have one inventory object at a time. You stick it in the one place it can go. You you pick. You, know, you, you can have multiple inventory things. No, but, I, yeah, I was exaggerating for effect. Like it's very simple. There's no there's no puzzle content to that. Right, right. You are just picking up a key to keep your hands vaguely engaged while you get this interactive story. Yes, uh, you know that is told through the environment, walking around, checking out these details. Yeah, you find notes. There's a journal where they're kept, you know, in case you you know want to go back and look for something. But it's not terribly complicated. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of game it lives and dies based on its signaling. You know, like what you don't want to do is be like, all right, well, nothing is happening, so I guess I will just walk through every room again and see if something is different. You know. Mm-hmm. That is death. I fucking hate that. I've run into it so much in streaming. Yeah. It's the worst feeling in the world. Um, Devotion, it meets the challenge really well. Uh, the signaling in this is about as is about as good as it gets, both through sound design and by visual design, using light and motion to draw you to points of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like the, 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 this is about as good as it gets. I, I agree with the, again, the, the two, I have two minor nickels in this entire game. Like my two, my two grumpinesses. Mm-hmm. One is that I think that some of the jump scares are inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, the other one is that there's a section of this game where you have to do complete all the rooms basically. And mm-hmm. you wander between the different time zones. I ended up in a situation there a couple of times where I was mm-hmm. like waiting through some loading screens to get to a room because you'd get something in one room that you'd use in another room. And sometimes the connection was very obvious and sometimes it wasn't. Gotcha. So I ended up spending a little bit of time doing, doing that thing, but it's limited. Yeah. You know, it, it does it. I would agree that it does it well, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but I, I think there's a little bit of that stuff. It's not frustrating and it's not excessive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's, it's worth saying the, the, the depth on this goes real low. (laughs) Yeah, like like it can it can get bad. Go yeah, play yeah. Conarium or something like that. Yeah, what one hundred percent, and that and that shit sucks. Yeah, you know? yeah. absolutely. Uh, um, the game's real linear except for that middle portion, mm-hmm. uh, which I was down with. The middle portion, you know, great stuff happened in it. Mm-hmm. The actual play of it was my least favorite part. Yeah, uh, again, not a big deal, but just waiting for loading screens. Mm-hmm. You know, going from apartment to apartment, remembering which corresponding which year with kind of the visual like what was going on in that apartment yes yeah you know like I, and that that could be just my own brain mm-hmm. uh, thing like but the way that i only really understand relative time i don't really understand time as a number yeah, yeah yeah like before and after not number and number it like uh, it would be me. uh it would be a little bit better if they said age eight age nine age seven age one yeah you know like the, the, yeah. to me that like just like that would that would more clarify it because Shin is kind of the, the everything revolves around her uh in uh in this the fact that you're going through time through different time periods also means that there's like time travel puzzles you'll do mm-hmm. you'll you know you you'll restore something in one apartment so that the one in the later time period will have changed 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just want to, you know, puzzle is a real strong word for anything you do in this game. Mm-hmm. Like you, you will, you will click the one thing you can click in one apartment, which will change and make the one thing you can click in another apartment appear. Yeah. You know, it's, it's real minor. So I just mm-hmm. want to set that expectation. It's not day the tentacle or what have you. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter though, because again, in addition to the narrative, just being like incredible, the game is scary as hell. Mm-hmm. It's super scary. Yep. Uh, and sometimes uh, that comes up through those jump stairs, which I don't love. Sometimes it's you go into a room and there's some mannequins sitting on a table <laughs> and they're uncanny. Or sometimes it's the feeling of like, I'm looking at a family portrait that was uh, done. But for some reason, the father's head is just out of frame in a way that nobody would ever take a portrait. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's weird. Like that's unsettling in a in a you know way that reaches past your your brain. Uh huh. You know, and gets to your lizard brain. Like it's it's a real spooky game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, incredible imagery. Uh, horrifying details. Uh, things that get better when you go back to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Understanding that this is pointing to the truth. You know. Um. Yeah. Just uh, tons of amazing set pieces. One thing that happens in that nonlinear section is there will be just kind of like little incidental scenes that happen when you return to the uh, to the hub to the lobby mm-hmm. that's in between. Uh, and those are always, again, just every detail is heartbreaking because nothing good happens in this game, no. <laughs> but, uh, no. but, but, but those are always surreal and good. Like the window hanging in nowhere, hanging, hanging in the air, uh, showing you a scene from one side and then it's just brick wall on the other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good. A lot of, a lot of cool, cool space stuff that didn't take a lot of budget. Right. You know, like very inventive use of the medium. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, thing. so last warning if you don't want the actual detail of where the story goes spoiled you know we were a little bit soft there before but we're serious now so out you go uh devotion we said the story is heartbreaking enough on its own the father the person that you play with uh mistreats his wife and pushes his daughter into becoming a child star singer so the family can be prosperous again. Uh, and she develops terrible anxiety, a psychiatric condition condition that he denies and thus denies her proper treatment for. Yes. Uh, there are some elements of this that uh, cultural relativism mm-hmm. will make, uh, you know, like being aware of those will help this go down. So yes. one of the things is uh, the stigma against mental health treatment. It's not that really that doesn't exist now, you know, or over here. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it is, but it, yeah, it's, it's nothing over here compared is my understanding. Yeah. Anything yeah. I say about Taiwan that is wrong is ignorance. I'm there's no malice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, but my understanding in the research that I was able to do is that, uh, that is a much bigger, mm-hmm. uh, stigma over there. So over here we might say like, Hey, yeah, go to a psychologist here. That would over there. That would, at the time would not be what you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and your, your, your protagonist in this, the, the tragedy, like I feel like all, you know, many great tra- tragedies, you are victimizer and victim uh-huh. in this. Uh, it, it's not uh, like you're, you suck. The dad in this family sucks, mm-hmm. but also it, it's, it's the end of Chernobyl. Like, yeah, the people were fucking incompetent, but it's not entirely their fault. Right. Yeah. You know, because they it's, existed it's, in a context that kind of was there to predate on them. Yes, exactly. Like the, the way that, uh, even if you are, a, a you know, and a simpler version of the story would be what about a, what a, an overbearing father who just tried to, you know, make his daughter, uh, be successful to mm-hmm. bring his family back. Like that's, that's a story. 
Yep. You know, but the the way this twists the knife is saying, okay, that moral failing and crapulence and short sightedness opens the door to people who like demons, like people who are way worse. Yes. Like when you are uh that when you have those faults, it's not just that you have them and they do the harm that they do, you are now bait. Mm-hmm. Like no. some something will come in and that vulnerability you know, is going to destroy everybody around you through you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, instead of you turning to medicine, um, <laughs> their character, uh, basically falls into a cult, uh, yeah. uh, turns, turns to medicine for a time Tur- yeah. instead of turning to mental health, like yes. turning to therapy. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it turns to this, uh, to this cult leader, uh, mentor Hugh, uh, who uh, convinced <laughs> uh, uh, convinced him that she and her uh, her god, this Sigu Guanyin, um, can cure uh, Meishin and make them rich. Yes, uh, and this ends up killing the daughter. Yep. Uh, you know she dies in a very tragic way. Uh, you know a way that like you can viscerally kind of imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, and makes a lot of the details about. Uh, yelling and stuff coming from a certain room uh, in the the apartment and stuff. Super tragic. Yep. Uh, there. Um, so, you know, your character is trying to learn it, but also you're denying it. Silent Hill 2 stuff. Yeah. That's not my favorite part of this. Uh, what ends up working is that there is this like story and atmosphere to this that are specific, you know, to, to Taiwan uh, and East Asia uh, that bypass uh, like cultural relativism. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying trying to think of a way to, to express this. So like sometimes uh, a story will require me to have a value that I, I don't have and I can end up intellectually understanding it, but it can't touch my heart. Mm-hmm. So like uh, Sekiro is a good example of that. Yes. There are, there are things about like loyalty to the master and loyalty to your father and stuff that all just seems like seems silly to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that that is under that is important in that culture, so the story will make sense in terms of the characters' actions making sense. But I can't get past the fact that it just seems silly to act like a simp for a master. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, don't don't do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and this game is full of things that I don't relate to. You know, like things like that that mental health stigma. The um, apparently like these kind of cults. Oh, yeah. uh, really huge in, in Taiwan, specifically because of, uh, you know, tragedies that befell Taiwan, yep. uh, things like that. That is also something I cannot relate to. But I think the reason why this is a defter piece of writing than, say, Sekiro is that uh, knowing those things is additive, but not knowing them is not subtractive. Yeah, if it's that makes the, sense. It's the same basic story that happens with Tim Heidecker, Tom Cruise Jr., and uh, Doctor uh, Doctor that, San. That's exactly it. It's Doctor San. I was just like <laughs> Doctor Master Who, you Doctor San, motherfucker. <laughs> the uh, you know, and uh, you get to play as Tom Cruise Heidecker Jr. <laughs> like a little bit, which is great. <laughs> um, but you, you you know what I mean, right? Like the the uh, there's not a bar for entry. Like the the yeah. the the fact that playing this as and I understand this is an incredibly like Western lens, uh, you know. But that's that's the lens I have, right? Uh-huh. And so speak, and most of our audience does as well. Uh, playing this, you know, coming from my cultural background, and it being so immersed in another cultural background, 
learning those things did not feel like fun trivia. Like it didn't feel like an opportunity to, to learn. It felt like immensely additive to the actual, like all of the, all of the details that are used in the culture are Mm -hmm. supportive of the story and make the heart hits hit harder. Yeah. And also like you see the non-harmful and like culturally joyous parts of this. Yeah. Uh, before that happens, you know, the, the small little altar to the God of theater and arts, right? Like, Mm -hmm cool like yeah like that that was there until it was replaced uh the the the, the party that they the throw yeah. yeah well i mean that that fish is tragic <laughs> no i know the fish is tragic but it is joyous for a time or before you know its origins <laughs> like all fish and what happens uh, before it? you know the provenance of it yeah like, it seems joyous but it, it's, a, it's a cultural thing you know yeah. that uh, yeah it just so like the all of the cultural specificity here i think you know d- does elevate this above just a general psychological horror thing but mm-hmm. again like what's a like <laughs> the thing that is devastating about this is universal right yes and you know a version of this um does happen in I mean, lots of cultures right look at the you know the evangelical response to covid right i don't need a vaccine because i've got jesus in my blood right yeah uh, Christian scientists, uh, yes. you know, th- th- this happens now, Yeah, you know, in, in, a, in a super sad version. Another way that the kind of cultural uh, difference affects the experience of playing this game, at least for me, mm-hmm. in, and this is not something I'm proud of, it's just the case, is that some of these things that were uh, un- like trivial but were different than how I might expect lended a sense of unease two things mm-hmm. and increased my sense of interest. Uh, and what I mean by that is like my head palace version of an apartment in the eighties is very different. Yeah. It does not have these things. So when I would see these certain things that were probably, you know, that were very standard, then it would, uh, at turns feel a little bit uncanny. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it put me, uh, made me discomforted, which made me pay more attention. Yeah. I would be really curious as to what, the ex- how this experience is different uh, on kind of both ways it could swing for somebody who is native to, to Taiwan. Yes. Um, yeah. That's, that's no. a fascinating thing. I would love to read about that. Yeah. I, I have, I have no idea like what the uh, name for that even would be, but yeah. 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 And it's, it's not, you know, uh, being, being kind of set on edge because things are a little bit different. Isn't great. You know, like I, I, I want to be, and I like to think of myself as being more open-minded than that. Mm-hmm. But in, again, my deep lizard brain is like, oh, this isn't how living rooms look. Like this, this isn't <laughs> yeah. what you do with a kitchen. Well, I, you know? to, 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 to bring a little bit more dimension to that, the fact that this is in the constant, a context of something that you know is supposed to be a horror product. You know, this is yes. one, one, one unit of horror, please. Um, makes the unpredictability of that it activates it in a different way where if you were watching you know a non-horror <laughs> story that took place in some of these spaces that unpredictability would not actually really be a factor in it you yeah. know you would just find different stuff to focus on or think about right and certainly wouldn't be additive yeah. in either the way of increasing like a sense of unease even a, you know inappropriately even unintentionally or making me pay attention to things i wouldn't ordinarily pay attention to like it has the effect that very few things fade into the backdrop yeah because it's not again my mental like mind palace version of a 
of an apartment in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is worth paying attention to because I cannot differentiate on first glance what is important horror game set pieces and what is just what is this other culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm forced to kind of pay equal attention to both. There, there, there's, there's also the element of, you know, so this family, the, the mother is a famous, you know, is a famous movie star who retires after she gets married as, as is common over there. Um, mm-hmm. and a screenwriter, you know, the, the, the father, the screenwriter is not, you know, like he's, he hits a slump and starts b- being unable to sell scripts. Uh, but still at the beginning you think, okay, like that should be relatively prosperous. Um, it is difficult to tell looking at this apartment if that is, you, you know, if, if this is the kind of apartment that you could get with that kind yeah. of. You know, with, until, with that, until with a that bit kind later. of status. Yeah. Until you leave the apartment and there are more signifiers of shabbiness. Yes. You know, yeah. that would happen. But I had, I had no idea, you know. So I, I don't think that's part of the intended effect. And people yeah. can be mad at me if they want to for not, like, learning more before going into the game. What I'm trying to say is that going into it without with that ignorance was not subtractive in a lot of places with additive. Yeah. Uh, what, you know. What you don't want to do is exoticize. Uh, yes. or, you know, or just, uh, fall, fall prey to some kind of, you know, Orientalism, you know, to it. Yes. And you also don't want to be the, uh, the American couples on house hunters international, which is like, why is this so small? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to avoid that. And I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, you know, there's not really a way that we get out of this episode without somebody online. Yeah. Telling us that, but like, it's, it's fine. It's, I, 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 I'm trying to be self-aware about it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's that. That's what I, you know. Uh, so it's not just these kind of like cultural elements or these religious elements, but this family dynamic, um, yeah. you know, this idea of like a family role, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the, the, the breadwinner, the, the person who, uh, you know, the, the status is hung up upon, yeah. um, here. And it's, it's not, despite being banned, uh, it's mm-hmm. not a political, uh, game. It is more of a culturally, uh, critical Mm-hmm. game um you know this is about as we mentioned kind of faith healing uh cults yeah um you know these these kind of uh and this is a huge thing in taiwan uh still uh mm-hmm. small religious cults that uh kind of have these guardians or patron deities um and take your money mm-hmm. uh this is huge yeah in taiwan uh due yeah. to like very very permissive uh freedom of expression laws after the the atrocities and and such that they went through mm-hmm. so. yeah 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 that's just uh it, it 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 is a bad thing of those charlatans uh you know being, I, take, I fucking take advantage of folks yeah charlatan uh you know the the uh psychic surgery shit and man on the moon mm-hmm. or uh you know basically any kind of medium stuff like my my intro way into uh you know before i got sick of it but like the whole skeptosphere of like podcasts and stuff like that which i was susceptible to in my early 20s before i started finding a little bit annoying despite agreeing with a lot of their stuff Mm -hmm. was through disliking mediums like yeah you know i'm gonna cold read you to pretend to be your dead grandpa to take advantage of your grief to get your money mm-hmm. i think it's one of the uh, most evil things you can do the, the 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 that psychic uh john edwards he did cold reads of people and yes. was you know like a major television phenomenon for like two years yeah somebody should step on that guy's balls in a non-consensual way. <laughs> like so, somebody yeah like a golf cleat like the, fuck that guy yeah. that shit sucks 
Uh, oh man, yeah. Uh, but I want to re- reiterate: it's the you know, that cultural specificity does uh, kind of raise this up above the uh, the usual psychological horror kind of deal. It yeah. is I, it, it is I think a, a crucial element to this. Yes, uh, music and sound design is great. Um, you know, they uh, their instruments and sounds are common to Taiwanese music. Um, when I talk about that kind of distancing uncanny effect, the language barrier was mm-hmm. real big for me in that, like watching the TV uh, scenes in this and mm-hmm. the commercials, yeah. you know, it had a distancing effect to me, which was, which was very good, very useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, great looking game for using pretty simple, you know, like assets, like it's very well stylized. Yes. Uh, the mannequins in this look great. <laughs> I love they're those wonderful things. spooky mannequins <laughs> and they're not designed to be like outright spooky you know they're, they nope. don't have like blood coming out of the joints or like are there are those human bones inside <laughs> you know but they're, but they're not like yeah they're also they're like gigantic dolls yeah. of specific people mm-hmm. you know yeah incredible stuff the um uh the other aesthetic th- aesthetic that i forgot to make a note of uh great use of fmv in this oh yeah the tv Yep. And, and and stuff like that very very well or were, were you meaning the overlays uh the, like, like like the overlays the nightmare scenes like the the, the panic attack scene uh kind of toward the yeah. end is fucking amazing yeah, yeah. it's a uh, yeah uh it very good yeah uh yeah. so this developer red candle uh they had a minor hit with 2017's detention uh it is an interesting game but also has frustrating um stealth elements to it Mm-hmm. uh more more mechanical but they you know not uh app you know adeptly so let's say um that, that that is a game about a girl who is trapped in this hellish version of her school during the uh the white terror in 1960s taiwan uh one of those uh huge uh times of uh cultural upheaval and repression uh over there uh with this one and with devotion they wanted to kind of continue um, making a game that could introduce Taiwanese culture to an international audience because that is so rare to see in video games, you know, um, yeah. you know, even like horror games. There's like uh, Pamali uh, out of uh, Indonesia. Uh, also, I think, um, oh, gosh, uh, there's White Day from South Korea, um, you know, a handful come out of, you know, non-Japan countries but like this is you know just been these these developers didn't see see themselves represented and said let's put this out there yeah we and that we talked about that a lot on the show like i i am always really really happy to see games from places we don't typically get games from Mm -hmm. you know it 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 is a, a good way for me to drive myself mad is to just think about like you know oh there's probably a hundred bands i would really love Mm-hmm. That I'll never hear because they're Ukrainian or Russian or, you know, Portuguese. There's yeah. probably, a, you know, a, a hundred games I would really love that I'll never get a chance to play because they didn't come over here that mm-hmm. represent really cool things that aren't, you know, America and Japan. Yeah. Uh, which are uh, the two places that video games tend to come from and be about. Even mainland China and India, they've got more than a billion people apiece. And I don't know that I have played a game out of either, you know? Yeah. Like I've probably played a game that was developed partially in some kind of, you know, Chinese studio, but not a, uh, you know, like a, a, a very like personal and heartfelt narrative that is, that has felt like this. Like yeah, those are, artifact. The, yeah. Culture artifact. Those kind of feel like, you know, economic instruments more than anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, because of what they wanted to do, this had there are some difficulties in translation and localization. Because, uh, you know, there are culture and language-bound concepts that are familiar to people from Taiwan that are hard to capture in other languages. And I imagine because there's not the infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, we've been localizing Japanese games to English forever. Yeah. You know, uh this that this is kind of treading not if not new ground you know strictly new ground but like mm-hmm. little tread ground yeah yeah just like okay how do we introduce an american audience to the idea of the guardian deity not just like of the house because different rooms have different guardian deities uh but like specifically like a garden deity guardian deity of the of the latrine which is yeah. what uh uh Siu Guanyin is uh kind of taking off of. Uh Ziku had a minor cult, is I is I understand of that. And there are a couple of different versions of that of uh, that deity. Fascinating to read about, but like how do you how do you bring that to somebody and describe it without it being a Wikipedia thing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh originally they weren't going to make this 3D. Uh, detention is a as a 2d side-scrolling game um but the producer uh doi sheng uh eventually decided that this the only way to express this was in 3d mm-hmm. um to kind of show everything yeah and the uh the mainer kind of main inspirations of this were the you know the big major works of first person horror that we've had uh, at the time so like pt layers of fear or remains of edith finch uh which is not a horror game uh exactly but uh yeah yeah, uh, the influences are on its sleeve. Yeah, uh, you see a lot of Edith Finch uh, in this. You know, different rooms representing different stories, things like that. The little uh, uh, vignettes and cutaways. Uh, you you can see it there. Um, let's talk about. Let's at least outline what happened with the banning. Let's say because mm-hmm. it's uh, this is you know, associated very much with uh, with the game itself. You're gonna know about this game from headlines about it. Uh, because of a uh, of an asset that was present in the game, uh, sometimes it's called an Easter egg. The studio insists that it was a, a placeholder um, that you know that they just f- forgot to replace. Uh, there's an asset that mentions Chinese Premier Xi Jinping alongside Winnie the Pooh, and reportedly Xi Jinping hates when people compare him. To that honey loving bear with all of yes. his friends. Yeah. It's similar to in the United States, if you put out a game that says Biden is Ziggy, <laughs> uh, you get drone striked immediately. Yep. No one's done it, but <laughs> the first person to do it is going to be. They're too afraid to because they know what's going to happen. They know what's going to happen. It's basically putting a gun to your head and pulling the trigger. Like, <laughs> do not call Biden Ziggy. Uh, <laughs> you know i i, I think i think that it's worth being a little bit delicate about this because every story that comes out about what the chinese government does i'm sure you know like i, I know they do lots of horrible things to the uyghurs and such but they're they end up being disputed and you, we don't want to fall prey to just like things that are politicized like ah, anti-communist even though that party over there sucks uh or just like oh wacky china story out of there like don't want to fall to that but like stuff disappears off the internet that, that relates that, that that compares the two you know that, yes. that compares xi jinping to it, uh it is, to it is a known thing and even yeah. even if it wasn't a known thing uh we would know this because of the results of this very innocuous little image. Yes. You know, yeah, that happened the, with, with this game. The, 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 the facts of this speak, speak for itself. So please calm down. Tankies. Yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I can imagine more people listening to this thinking that we should be less, uh, couching yep. ourselves more than more. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I imagine we're more likely for people to think we're being wusses than think we're being offensive. With yeah. Us, a- but. Authoritarian governments suck. People should be able to make video yeah. games and it's ridiculous that you cannot, uh, you know, say something about the leader of a country. Um, because uh, without having it taken taken down yeah. there that is biden is ziggy. universally biden. biden biden is ziggy and i will stare into the sky in defiance as the drone strike hits yep uh, <laughs> kamala harris is kathy yeah you should Trump be able to rose is rose <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, no matter what comic or little cartoon character a world leader is, Pence's I'll love say is. Yeah, yeah. This is my opinion as an American. You should be able to say "fuck the president" uh, to their face. So yes. Uh, however, cannot do this in uh, in in China. Um. So little compare you know, comparisons, memes comparing this guy to Winnie the Pooh. Uh, it's censored by the on the internet. There, uh, taken down at the direction of the government. There are rumors, we don't know whether the, any of this is true, that there are really harsh punishments mm-hmm. uh, for this, but these are all disputed. This is where we're, we're couching ourselves uh, to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. However, we do know that when Devotion came out uh, and people found this placeholder uh, image with this talisman that had Winnie the Pooh and, and uh, Xi Jinping, Jinping, uh, along with uh, these kind of homophones uh, that amounted to your mother uh, or moron, uh, review bombs started. Uh, this mm-hmm. game was widely praised, uh, you know, had that overwhelmingly positive and then kabam, uh, instantly got review bombed by yes. people who, uh, either love the premiere or Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> it, it is like, unclear. What if they uh, just really didn't want to besmirch Pooh? Yeah. Like they were actually going at it from the other way. That, that, that would be charming. <laughs> it would be really charming. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> The other interpretation, either that there is an army of nationalistic gamers who take every offense against their dear leader uh, personally, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that sucks. I don't like yeah. that. Uh, nationalism is bad. Uh, or that the government itself directed this somehow. Now, either of those options is fucking terrible. But regardless, it was pulled from steam in China. Um, and because of the controversy, Red Candle's initial publishers, Indie Event and Winking Skywalker, it feels important to name them because this is an, mm-hmm. an act of cowardice. Uh, they cut ties thinking this would damage them financially uh, as did like platforms. Yes. You know, uh, so it wasn't just uh, them, you know, the game was pulled from all these storefronts. Uh, they said technical if- issues, but that is not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't, I don't believe that the, they had already patched out the, the, the asset, but it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. I, I, I do not believe that this, this was a, a threat. Yeah. This, this was some power play. It, uh, it, it became a political football politicians in China and Taiwan, you know, kind of use this as a, you know, just a part of the greater narrative of communism or the CCP's it, it, version of communism. Yeah. yeah it it, the, the Chinese government. Yeah. Chinese like, government. It, it, yeah. Um, uh, people kept trying to get it out. Um, mm-hmm. Gog tried to do this, but eventually ended up pulling the game because they got many messages from gamers. Again, we don't know if those are real gamers or if that's, <laughs> government uh you know or just absolute poo hounds uh it's it's hard to say yeah. uh but uh, in 2021 red candle game said fuck it uh put mm-hmm. their own storefront so now you can play it as long as you're outside of china and yep. like to buy it and play it uh which again i want this uh, sp- i want these people to make more games yes so uh recommend you do mm-hmm 
This became a cult hit, um, even beyond the controversy. It hit Game of the Year lists, um, and it reviewed really well, uh, which is well-deserved. And we do not know what uh, Red Candle is doing right now outside of making a uh, film or, you know, overseeing a film adaptation of Detention. Yes. Uh, Starring Winnie the Pooh. Uh, just really to thumb their nose. How did, how did she make the time? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, do. So things begin in a scene that does not appear horrific. Uh, We're sitting on a couch. It is October 7th, 1987, watching a weather report, uh, listening to our wife talk to us while she finishes up dinner. Yeah, it doesn't seem so bad. (laughs) Uh, You know, she brings up the fact that your daughter fell at school. Uh, That's ominous and vague. (laughs) Uh, And ask you uh, not to go to the school and give the principal a hard time. Uh, Kind of your first hint that like maybe things are... Yeah, a little bit off. Yeah, if you're if you're going to the going to the school to beat up the principal, it's not a good thing. Uh, but she mentions like, oh, I need to buy some fresh fruit for the mentor. Uh, the counseling, you know, has really made Mei Shin much more lively. Uh, and me, without the context, you know, just like, oh, the mentor, like, oh, there's like a like a counselor yeah. working with, you know, helping her get more confident or what have you. Yes, uh, but. Uh... Ominous sounds kind of start, and the b- room starts looking distorted around the edges. You can hear blades sharpening. <laughs> um, you look down at your hands uh, there, and Li Feng uh, calls out, "Where's Mei Shin?" Repeatedly. Yeah. You know, where? Where? Where's the? Or what's in the box? Until <laughs> the uh, screen goes black. Yes. And now we are sitting in a dark version of the apartment. The TV is on static. If you turn it off, it'll turn back on again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the only noteworthy things in here, there's a crayon drawing of the family um, laying out everybody here. Uh, mom, dad, and daughter. Um, and there is a red arowana fish um, in this tank that is way too small for it. Like this fish is not able to turn around. Yes, uh, and the little description when you mouse over says, "Oh, this is to bring luck and prosperity." Yes, uh, again, sad fish. But at first, yeah. it's just like, "Oh, that you know, it's a it's a luck and prosperity fish." Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing you can really do is leave. Uh, so you leave the apartment through the front door and see the hallway. This is the first kind of indication that maybe things are a little bit shabby. Yeah. Uh, here again, I don't under I don't know what is the norm or what have you, but there's like you know debris in the hallway. Uh, To to me, which seems shorthand. Um, Mm -hmm. The hallway leads to another apartment. Uh, This one has a rabbit symbol uh, on a red cage on the front door. You're the rabbit, 1987. Yo, rabbits represent. Yeah, youngs. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my my And the olds. And (laughs) the older than me. The younger's and the older than me. Shout it out. (laughs) Yeah. I think think the thing about any Zodiac is that it goes on a cycle. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't believe in the Zodiac. Um, (laughs) No. Um, but yeah, this is your apartment in the year of the rabbit, 1987. 
Uh, mm-hmm. That is the year the intro took place in. Yeah. Um, there is this wall-hung altar that you can find to the god of theater and art and a family portrait where the dad's face is out of frame. Again, <laughs> uh, just mm-hmm. nobody would ever take this this photo. It's weird yeah. and uncanny. This is this is a sign, you know. So, and uh, the in, in a version of the afterlife that is, uh, uh, you know, common in Taiwan. Uh, this is something I just read in interpretations of this game. The kind of in the purga- in the purgatory, a person a person is unable to perceive themselves. So, mm. you know, the fact that we never really get a uh, a good a good look at Feng Yu's face, um, you know, including right here. Uh, the, the the lengths that it goes to uh, is supposed to kind of uh, underline that. I mean, you, you don't get the, a good look at too many people's face mm-hmm. in this. And not being able to see yourself in this is also just a classic. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm exploring a asylum that's actually my daughter's funeral right. horror trope. Like, it's distancing. Yeah. You know, it dehumanizes you and makes it easier for you to slot into mm-hmm. the character. We we do see FMV like actual like real photos of of actresses playing um, uh, Lee Fang and Mei oh, And there's pictures all over yes. you know, the wall, but it rendered we don't see very often. Right, uh, right. and part of that's a tech thing. Like we don't mm-hmm. actually see the character. We just right. see photos. They're often in shadow. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we head head back toward the uh, bedrooms. There's this L shaped hallway here, uh, but there is uh, one door instead of going into the uh, uh, the bedroom takes us straight into the hallway again. Uh, and we're kind of outside. The floor is brick. It's raining, and there is this red umbrella kind of floating in the air in the distance, kind of being held up by somebody invisible. Yes. Uh, we approach the umbrella. The lights go out, uh, and it, the umbrella disappears, and there is a bloody red shoe sitting on the floor and writing in blood on the walls. Yeah. Um, we see this twitching bloody woman standing in the hallway behind us, and uh, we approach. She runs at you at inhuman you know, horror speed, twitchy horror <laughs> speed. Uh, I was worried at this point of playing yeah. this game. Like I, I was like, is this going to be, cause I, I associate, you know, bloody long haired woman at the end of a hall who runs at you with supernatural speed mm-hmm. with kind of cheap horror. Yeah. Like, 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 like cheap, cheap Western, uh, J horror, like media made it in, in the two thousands, uh, aping J horror from the nineties, even, even J horror from the nineties at this oh. point, I'm over yeah, yeah, the, I'm over this. Uh, and I was like, how many, you know, is this just going to be a bunch of scare chords and things jumping out at me? Yeah. You know, uh, they use it pretty judiciously, but I, I personally don't think it needs it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, this as a, as a front, you can understand a little bit why this is the opening gambit because you got to get butts in seats. Mm-hmm. And this is what people, when they hear first person walking simulator horror game, this is what they're expecting. Yeah. Yeah. You're expecting PT. The, you this know, is a, like, yeah. Ghosts mm-hmm. are going to jump at you. This is this is also setting up an expectation that Li Fang, uh, that the wife, uh, is you know somehow responsible for the disappearance of the of the daughter, you know yes. the, the the kind of the, the the feminine objects here the you know demonic woman who seems to be attacking you but running past you, uh, it's a misdirect. Yes, yeah, and it, it's also because we're uh, doing psychological horror games. Uh, this you know at some on some level he probably blames her. Yeah, uh, because she left and wasn't there to prevent him from being doing something stupid. <laughs> yep. Um, <March>. you know, <laughs> the, uh, like, I've been alone for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I've already drowned my daughter in wine. 
<laughs> if you left me for a week, the whole city would be drowned. Um, yeah. So the, the, uh, but this, I, I just, it won me back, but this had me worried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh uh, we go to the door at the end there, and this takes us into chapter one, Doorways. Uh, the door here is the year of the monkey, 1980. Yeah, monkeys. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, this chapter is kind of about seeing a little bit like what the status quo was in these different years of the apartment. Yes. Um, you know, so uh, we head in. Um, we use the key from this nearby lockbox to get in. Um, and this is the apartment being unfinished. We just moved in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the radio is playing this distorted monologue, uh, this introduction to a show called whispers of the heart, uh, <laughs> there, uh, like a call and advice show. It feels like a Delilah, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. For an, yeah. you know, just a, as a, as an American analog for it, uh, you know, talks about, you know, so sometimes you, you, you're coming, you come home to a familiar door, but you step in and suddenly it's different. It's off putting, you know, uh, this is talking to you, but also, you know, you can see like, oh, we just, uh, things are wrong with my family. I need radio advice. Can yes. Yeah. Um, we start getting the, the family sketched out during this chapter. So one mm-hmm. of the first things you learn, you find the signed portrait of the wife, uh, Lee Fang, in her glory days. Um, she was a movie star, like mm-hmm. a, a starlet. This is signed by the, the film crew uh, there. Uh, so you know that your wife was a famous. Yeah. Um, and you start putting stuff away. Uh, and as you do so, you find things around your house that reveals this character. Um, you also find a screenwriter's award uh, given to the husband. Yeah. Um, you know, so you weren't always the scrub that you are at this right. point. Yeah. Uh, there's an envelope on the wall that contains a uh, screenplay script written by you, by, by Feng mm-hmm. Yu, uh, describing the scene of a couple expecting a child moving into a new home and putting things into place. This seems dorky, like, you know, and is like in universe, this is a rejected script. Uh, Feng Yu just kind of started writing really boring shit uh, <laughs> as wish fulfillment. Yeah. The, uh, when, you know, I talk about ways of this game, part of the, I think my affection for this game is because it's, it swerved in some directions I would not like that mm-hmm. horror games tend to do. So, like, when I read this and read a script that was not dissimilar to what I was doing, I was like, uh, here's another <laughs> Harry Crumb knockoff. Like, <laughs> this is going to be another thing where, like, oh, he's, he's, well, the things in his scripts are coming true. I, yeah. You know, I was just kind of spying the horror cliches. No, it's just him being a shitty screenwriter. Uh-huh. Like, and it's not, this isn't supposed to be good or anything. This just exists as a plot thing. It's him doing wish fulfillment, but it's, there's mm-hmm. nothing supernatural about it. He just stopped being able to write good stories. Uh-huh. And they're awful. Like, every time you find a script in this, they're not worth reading. Uh-huh. It's, it's the worst King Lives in the Castle bullshit dialogue that you've ever read. <laughs> Like he should just go back in town and populate towns and JRPGs because this guy would be great at it. It's it, it's really funny because he's writing about the life that he wishes he could have, and it's the mm-hmm. worst shit. And if he wrote about the life that he actually did have, it probably would be okay. And he could have the life that he wishes that he ha- could have, uh-huh. basically, if he was like able to it, be honest with himself. Yeah. 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 But again, I love that this is not you know. I, I get it when I read something that's close to what's happening. I'm like, ooh, As you start what, what, kind, what kind of goblin time goblins or metafictional goblins are at play here? <laughs> you, open uh, up this, you open this document and, and Alan Wake starts talking. Yeah. I, <laughs> I not want that God bullshit. damn it, Alan. No. God, God damn it. <laughs> like, I'm in control now. I know. 
<laughs> like, play control too. Come, God damn it, Alan. <laughs> like it just doesn't fall to these like very common things that are cool tropes that are just dead. Yeah. Yeah. They've just been used so many fucking times. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, re- I really like this. And I like that, uh, you know, we eventually narratively find out like he's a shitty, screenwriter but we can know that in advance like Mm -hmm. sometimes when you see bad like bad art is a weirdly hard thing to portray in a work of fiction like this because you don't know if the character is bad or this is meant to be fine Mm -hmm. and the creators who who wrote the thing just kind of fucked up right yeah so and and that like the, the it's a cool trick here and it's a cool thing that they do so you find this you're probably going to find this after you pick up the screenwriting uh awards and mm-hmm. you read this and you think, okay, so this is probably supposed to be good. Um, but like, no, those awards are in the past. Like that's, yep. you know, and like, what's funny is, you know, a part of, part of doing this little task in here to set things to right is putting one of those awards in a trophy case. Right. Yeah. And that trophy case starts getting moved to like less prominent locations until it goes away entirely. Yep. And you just find the screen writing awards like just on the floor, just like less detritus. Mm-hmm. Like like <laughs> like your sim got tired. Yeah. <laughs> um the uh so you're unpacking things, and as you do, you unpack like a representational thing. Like you put the dishes away and that furnishes the kitchen. Yes. You know, it, it kind of does that. Or trophies, dishes, portraits, posters. Mm-hmm. you know of, of of your wife when when she was a star uh and you can you know get little bits of information it's really uh pretty sparing with like the codexes yes. kind of thing is you can't comment on every single thing in the game which i really like yeah um yeah. you know but when you comment on this you know he says after our marriage she stopped getting her portraits done yeah uh these people should not be married <laughs> um <laughs> or she shouldn't <laughs> She shouldn't have like sacrificed her career for a marriage in this case. And no, no, but that's a fucked up thing about culture. Yeah. None none of this is good for anybody involved. Right. Yeah. Oh Uh, man. And the fact, the fact that they produce a being of pure good, like Mayshin. Oh God. And ruin her. Yeah. Uh, She's so young. Like it's, it's totally possible. She eventually becomes a, a being of pure evil. (laughs) (laughs) She's so sweet though. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, oh no. man uh the power goes out there's an emergency uh light blinking in the hallway directing you to this uh charred fuse box uh here's your problem instead of using a fuse you used a uh cake topper uh used yeah. a ballerina made of icing and it shorted That'll the circuit do it. there's yeah. a problem <laughs> um <laughs> the uh uh as you you head back uh with this after you fix this the radio plays a song in the living room uh, it's lit by all these red candles. Um, you get uh, near uh, this area and warp into this like negative space. Yeah. Uh, uh, and l- l- here, l- later, yeah. this is uh, like like the the, the uh, visual style of this is going to be uh, repeated when you are blindfolded. So the idea is like, oh, you are blind standing in front of this. And there's a letter. Darling, did you get the gift I got you? And it's a lighter. Uh, and yes. when you flick it, you are back in the office. You're back in your office. Yeah. And this is, uh, it's a Father's Day present, but it's also your source of light. Yes. You wander around and can look at things. Uh, so you uh, hear this, uh, these series of chirps, like these monkey chirps out in the hallway, uh, and you head outside, you find a new door at the end. This goes to Year of the Tiger, 1986, Go Tigers. <laughs> There's this kind of ominous thrumming and dripping. Um, and you can around this little privacy barrier and see that the room is populated with mannequins of the husband and wife. It's a mannequin of Feng Yu, mannequin of uh, Li Fang. 
Yes. Uh, And they're great looking. They're scary, (laughs) but not, you know, over the top. Right. Um, The husband and wife are reading the school correspondence journal. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, we switch, you know, we look over the husband is checking this empty fish tank, looking in on it. It's really creepy and good. Uh, <laughs> as you move around the apartment, the mannequins change positions and not again, not just like jump scaring behind you. Mm-hmm. Like they go about their day. Like yeah. it's a really elegant way of showing day after day, kind of mundane yeah. time passing. And there's multiple copies of them too, like doing different tasks. So it's like, yes. um, yeah, uh, just kind of overlapping, showing the business that they're about to go into. Uh, what used to be the office where you would write your scripts is now Mason's uh, bedroom. That's kind of being set up here. It's mostly empty. Uh, there's a bed with a lamp beside it and a metronome beside it. It's unclear if that is to soothe her. You know, if it's like, okay, yeah, this will help the baby sleep. Or if they're trying to give her an impeccable sense of rhythm. Uh, could be both. No idea. Sure. Most babies are in 4-4 time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like one of those you don't want to take five on a baby if you know what i mean <laughs> like, babies on the threes and sevens <laughs> my, my, yeah no my my baby's my baby's on seven four she's she's in broken social scene yeah. <laughs> she's my muse um oh, the God. uh uses math rocky I don't know. It's it's math rock adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like Muse. I don't know. (laughs) She's my Mars Volta. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we go to the the parents' bedroom. A lot of this stuff is unmotivated travel. Yes. You're just going to explore, you know, Uh, but it doesn't feel bad because it's a really small apartment. Yeah. Um, Go to the parents' uh, bedroom. The dad is taking a picture of his wife and child. um, And we take the doll, uh, the Mei doll. Uh, that represents that and put it on this toy chair uh, on her bed in her bedroom. And this changes that scene Um, that room fills out, uh, you know, so you get the chronology here. They took a picture with her baby and then their baby, they set up the room for the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a piano, a desk, toy shelves. Um, There is an article on the bed that talks about something like the birthday grab, which is a custom where objects corresponding different careers are placed in front of a baby on their first birthday. And they reach for the one that is believed to be their intended career, similar to how Bobby Hill almost became the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Uh, it didn't become Dalai Lama. Uh, it was oh, a yeah. minor Lama. Yeah. Oh yeah. Minor Lama. <laughs> uh, Sangluck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by, uh, by, by pointing into the mirror. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but imagine, imagine your parents like railroading you into a career because you re- like, Oh, you're going to become an abacus because you reached for, <laughs> you're going to become an accountant because you reach for an abacus because it made noise. <laughs> you're going to become an abacus one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, garbled up my sentence there. Uh, <laughs> my bones, no. <laughs> the new horror game from Duckfeed Games. <laughs> you are the abacus. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it just uh, it's just funny. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it it's a it's a uh, a cultural ritual that doesn't make sense to us, but I understand it intellectually. Yes, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> turn around. The the parents have all gathered around this, which again is really good foreshadowing and stuff like a, a lot of these problems are going to be caused by overbearing parents yes uh, here yeah. and doing that is just having them crowd in physically on the player character when you're in the room is a really elegant way of showing that yeah and then just peep you know crowding against the door and peeking through it's kind of one of the iconic shots of the game yeah very good yeah 
you hear water running and you go to the uh, bathroom, which has been unlocked or which has been locked in most of the versions of the uh, of the apartment here. Um, and the sound kind of stops when you open up the doors. It's just a, just a bathroom. Um, yes. and there is uh, sheet music here for happy birthday near the sink. Yeah. There's a very good reason why the bathroom is, you know, the, the, the room in the house that is the most, uh, off limits scary, to you, know, you most of the time. Off limits. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to go back in there. Uh, you put this sheet music on the piano and, uh, the song starts playing. You walk in the living room. It's dark. Uh, the photos are on the wall are all crooked and there's a birthday cake and balloons on the, the coffee table, which is also like an iconic shot I've seen for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. like a birthday cake and balloons lit up in a room can switch mm-hmm. from being celebratory to creepy really quick. <laughs> um, you put the ballerina figurine on the cake next to another one. Uh, there's a taller and headless one next to it. Uh, <laughs> you know, getting no heads for daddy. Um, and they change poses, but it makes these horrible, like retching sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sounds like, is uh, also, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's also a thing. Uh, yeah, every, yeah. every time they, every time they move, it's like a, it's like a joint being dislocated. It's pretty, yeah. pr- pr- pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and you know, like the, the one, uh, like the, the, the small one bends in half backward. Like you just, you know, uh, and it's suddenly bloody and we hear the child making the, making the wish. I wish to be a famous superstar, just like mom. Granted. Wishmaster <laughs> pops out and <laughs> reporting. For to, like, oh, you want to drown in wine? Got it. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the, uh, the scene changes uh, when a uh, shadowy uh, mation uh, swings up from under the coffee table and blows out the candles. Uh, a jump scare that I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this one feels earned. It's not just. A uh, big scare chord. Yeah. Uh, the apartment is now dark and empty, uh, and the TV is playing the singing talent show. Um, this is FMV, yeah. uh, and really, really well done and eerie. Uh, mm-hmm. I love, I love these. Um, it gets garbled after this short introduction, but we're going to be coming back to this uh, talent show quite a bit. Yeah, it'll be stringing out more and more of the broadcast as we go. Yep. Uh, so um, we're back in the apartment and there's some knocking at the door. When you step out, you're in this new hallway, uh, one that kind of bends around to the right. Uh, all of the rest have been these spooky hallways that just go to the other <laughs> to the other mm-hmm. room. There's no way in or out. Um, yep. And a, uh, as you approach the corner, this ball bounces uh, against the wall. Uh, and now the walls are covered in a child's doodles. Mm hmm. Uh, there's a new script we can find. This one's titled birthday where the child says, uh, she doesn't want a gift. She just wants the family to be happy. Uh, and you know, also a boring script. Uh, but it, when you check on this, it's like, if you'd like to know why we need to talk about that strange illness and we switch over to 1985 year of the year of the ox. Yes. Um, where this uh, illness starts uh we go in there's this howling because there's a storm going on and we learn about this illness first from finding this note on note from school on the table mm-hmm. uh Shin was sent uh from the school to the hospital because she had difficulty breathing yeah and i'm thinking oh no like the the dreams of being a singer like she has asthma right yeah. and they're like forcing her okay that's one possible interpretation yes yeah. yeah uh her bedroom's locked at this point but we can hear her crying inside uh, and there's a sign on the door that says wash hands before entering. Uh, really great. You just had to go do that, uh-huh. uh, you know, to, to get in. But as you do, they get bloodier and bloodier. 
um you know you have blood on your hands yeah yeah and then screen flashes and it's clean you know it's not a no blood in sight got nothing to do with blood so we open the door uh and instead of a bedroom it's a hospital room there's a hospital bed in the center and the mason porcelain doll is pinned to the bed with these large syringes and you have to take them out one by one yes big cartoony syringes yeah uh like toy syringes you know because the doll (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when you take them out, the the bedroom turns back to normal, and on the desk there's a diagnostic report. The notes are symptoms, uh, but it says there's no physical ailment mm-hmm. uh, observed. Yeah. yeah. There's also a cut up uh, X-ray film in this folder, so we can go do one of those like junior jumbles that <laughs> yeah. uh, walking sims love to make you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, just yeah. find the missing piece puzzles. Yep. It's so funny. Just Walter White with the plate, just over yeah, and over do, again. Doing this here and then doing it again in Strangeland at the end with the mirror <laughs> was very funny. I'm like, yep. yeah, okay, video games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the living room is now kind of half the living room and half a um, uh, hospital ward. There's like a nurse's station, a script on the desk, kind of sketches out the scene of the father ripping out his son's acupunctural needle, saying, "Oh, I know another way to cure you." Um, yes. So. Okay, cool. That's acupuncture. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, but it's it's corresponding to stuff. Uh, there's yes. this overhead projector in the middle of the room where we can arrange the the you know the remaining X-ray pieces and um, uh, to, to, to show a chest. And we turn the thing around and point the projection of the chest X-ray onto the chest of Mayshin on the portrait behind you. Uh, and yes. blood starts appearing on the lungs and kind of settling into writing. Yeah. Uh, very spooky. Uh, the payphone rings out of the hall. You go to pick it up, or you're in a hospital lobby. The payphone mm-hmm. there, um, and it's a woman named Mentor Hugh, um, who's heard of the situation, offers to help. Uh, the biggest monster in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we leave the apartment, and get to this new hallway, and we can hear this uh, radio playing a folk song, um, while this little girl made of little moats of red light kneels in front of it as we mm-hmm. make our way. Yeah. And we go up the stairs. This mentor happens to live in your building. Um, and we're in this red lit hallway lined with these paper talismans. Uh, and at the end is the rabbit door. Go rabbits. <laughs> uh, the couch and TV, when we go in here, are just in this void. Uh, the portraits hang, but there are no walls. And uh, we, we sit on the couch and watch the singing performance. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rainbow Star Stage, the Cradle of Superstars. <laughs> That's dark on its own. Yep. Um, <laughs> and she she's going to sing. Our daughter's going to sing Lady of the Pier, which was a song that our, our wife made famous. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and the screen glitch is there. So you stand up. And when you turn around, uh, the wall the, the, that the family portrait is on is gone. And it is kind of like hanging further back. Yes. Uh, and as you start kind of uh, approaching it, you see reflected on it, not you, but this golden idol. Uh, the you know we're going to learn this is uh, an idol of uh, uh, Siku Guan Ying, um, yes. and you know suddenly the walls are back, uh, and you are in this tiny room uh, with filthy tiles running up and down the up and down the wall with water running down it, and the room is tiny and filling up with water as the grout on the tiles starts oozing blood or oozing wine. No, oh yeah, uh, yep. as as when I interpret most of the blood in this, yeah. I interpret as being wine. Actually, mm-hmm. same thing with washing his hands. But it's it's a cool swerve because, uh, you know, blood coming out of the walls is a cliche. Mm-hmm. It being wine is more personal. Yes, 
you know, uh, the water overtakes you and you look up, uh, you see reflected in the surface, not yourself, but a mirrored version of Li Fang, uh, bloody and eyeless, not bending her neck to look up, but bending backwards at her waist. Again, a creepy kind of J-horror thing, a swerve mm-hmm. about this being about bad wife. Yeah. When it's about bad dad and bad cult. <laughs> and this takes us into chapter two, nostalgia. Yes. Uh, so you come to, you climb out of the bathtub full of blood wine. Uh, <laughs> you're in the lobby, which now connects all the different areas of the apartment. So there's a lobby and it leads to what would be different apartments, uh, but mm-hmm. they're just different years of the same apartment. Yes. Uh, Mation runs off towards a hallway that ends in this locked apartment door. And a seal on the front says, collect the fragments of the past to reverse into a flawless present. Um, <laughs> I love a flawless present as a phrase. It's very really, powerful. Really yeah. uh, basically saying, go do all the adventure game things and this will open. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the way that this is kind of signaled to you is that each apartment hallway has this bulletin board with articles uh, that used to be pasted there. You can see they've been torn off. You enter the apartment, you click on the things uh, to fill out the boards and get these yes. little backstory bits and fill out the checklist, basically, mm-hmm. uh, to, to unlock the, the final little bit there to move into yeah. chapter three. Yeah. We're looking for doodads to put together to put on the door to open it. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Like Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, so we can do do a lot of this in any order. Uh, I'm just representing the order that I ended up doing here. Um, you know, eventually you, you go to each room, see what the state is, pick up the items that are there, and then take them to where they belong in the other rooms. Yeah. Yes. Which then sometimes provides items that you'll use in a different room. Yeah. Again, you know, I mentioned this at the beginning. Sometimes I think this is well signaled. Sometimes it's a little bit arbitrary. The game is so short and the areas you're exploring are small. It doesn't feel bad Yeah. Uh, yeah. to me, but there is a bit of wander about, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go into the 1980s apartment, uh, there's a party going on. It's full of chairs. The Mahjong table is out. There are empty bottles everywhere. And there's this little ritual table at the back. Yeah. The sound of a tea kettle draws you back into the kitchen, and you find Li Fang's uh, to-do list uh, outlining the preparations for this party slash ceremony uh, for the house's guardian deities uh, before they move in. And it looks it's positively nightmarish, all the stuff that she has to do, waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the market, stuff like that. Yes. All this is just kind of like placed on her. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a lot of uh, bad gender stuff yes. that happens in this. Um, and I, you know, again, I have no idea how representative that is. It happens in this story. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything about our gender stuff being good mm-hmm. or anything general. It's bad whenever a wife is domineered. Yeah. 100%. Like the idea that like, this is wife work. Yeah. You know, that sucks. Um, regardless of the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go to the bedroom and we, you grab a vinyl copy of lady of the pier off the wall. This was the theme song for Lee Fang's breakout movie uh, that she sang. Mm-hmm. And this reveals a little hole, like a little peephole that you can look through. Um, when you do so, you press a button to make this noise, and we see Feng Yu, uh, you actually, uh, s- sitting at this table, stressed out over some papers, like writing a script, ignoring your pleas. Uh, you are now Mei Shin in this mm-hmm. little, little mo- instance moment, uh, asking Daddy to play with her. Yeah. And, and he loses he, his temper. 
he gets so angry that he sweeps everything off of the table, uh, yeah. ending, ending the scene, just the, the amount of, you know, we, we eventually start finding, uh, Mation's journals, you know, and just the amount that she writes just, Oh God, I just, I just wish that my parents would play with me. Please yeah. play with me. There's so a really, busy. really lonely little kid. Yeah. You know, it is, it is a thing where like, you know, this isn't wife's fault mm-hmm. in this, uh, at all. Like wife is victim in, yes. in this as well, but also she could play with her daughter. Yeah, you know, the, I think this is a, this is a set of bad parents. Like there, there are three levels of crapulence before yeah. there's a gradient. You know, of like mm-hmm. cult leader to you know to dad to wife to daughter. Yeah, you know, it's just a yeah. uh, uh, not not up to the task. Uh, yep. to the you know to the to the task here. The, this family um, should not have been. It's not good for anybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like the the wife should have continued being a success, a successful movie star. They they yeah. probably they probably could have hired people to take care of stuff, but yeah. no, couldn't be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so th- there's this yeah. letter on the bed of uh, uh, to Li Feng uh, from some of her show, showbiz friends, kind of be- bemoaning her retirement. Uh, and they say something. They mention, oh, the sale of your ancestral home must be this temporary fix to a to a deeper problem. Yeah. No good. Uh, we take some red shoes out of a box and see this combination padlock on the wardrobe. And there's a note, obviously written by a child, says this is my secret hideout. The password's on my favorite picture. Uh, so that's something we have to go grab. Uh, Mation's room is open now. Um, and it's full, like horror full of <laughs> stacks of books. Yeah. And the wall is papered by these pages uh, covered in these solid red scribbles everywhere. Yeah. Uh, here. This is your frustrated output. Yes. Yeah. Because at this point in 1980, still kind of your office and, mm-hmm. and the, the dissonance and, and conflict between raising the daughter and being a screenwriter and your main character's kind of misplaced blame for mm-hmm. him becoming a shitty screenwriter, you know, on his daughter probably is at least a little bit, you know, the reason why all this stuff seemed like a good idea. Like yeah. that's not what the story's about, but it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's this flower pot in the middle, kind of surrounded by these balled up pages on the toppled screenwriting awards. Um, and uh, there's a note that is kind of planted there reading, you've turned my deepest misery into a comforting flower. A clue for something we're going to put here later. Yes. Uh, the living room is now dark, mostly empty. There's a document on the table that tells the story of Sigu Gyanyin, uh, the spirit serpent. Um, a poor farmer sent his sickly son to a Buddhist temple and a giant snake appeared at the farm to keep pest away from his crops. Yes. And we're going to get uh, this story in, in bits. Yeah. It's going to uh, kind of lay this out and this black and white serpent is going to pop up as imagery throughout here. Yes. Uh, there's this lantern casting a harsh shadow at this tripod uh, without a camera. You know, you mentioned like, oh, we used to have this Polaroid and then I got a fancy single lens camera. Uh, this is one that they could be couldn't afford. We're going to find out. Yes. Uh, a really great touch here. The radio in the kitchen is playing that advice show, Whispers of the Heart. Uh, and this is clearly your wife mm-hmm. uh, calling about you. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's got to feel bad. Uh, the, the listener, uh, you know, he reads a letter uh, about a husband who spends like a king, even though the family is broke throws big parties uh, and goes to sleep while the wife stays up late cleaning up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, abused to put upon wife. Yeah. There's the, you know, you know, the, the, the spending and the parties, this is playing into an element, uh, you know, of like, no matter what your, what your actual circumstances are, you must present as though you are prosperous, you yes. know, when it would be, you know, better for everybody. If you just lived humbly to your means. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I generally think that is a, a truth. Yes. You know, yeah. like culture aside, I think that is probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you leave the 1980 apartment and you see a mannequin of Li Feng standing at the bulletin board. Uh, the head slowly turns towards you and then she disappears. Uh, she was placing some flyers, her band's playing. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are two new articles here. Uh, one about Li Feng uh, retiring to focus on her family. Another about her last movie, Fluttering Feathers, being panned by critics for its poor script. Yeah. Uh, you know, the idea here probably that she managed, you know, used her clout as a movie star to get one of your scripts Mm-hmm. Uh, put in and it wasn't good <laughs> i play i played this for my family it fucking sucks yeah your family hates you only i that's messed up. that's the mentor you your family hates you drown them in wine down here to master it professionally <laughs> Your next script, Palm Tree Girls. It's going to go crazy. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I love Palm Tree Girls. I love Palm Tree Guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, So we go to the 1985 apartment uh, in this one. This is on the day of the storm on the typhoon. Yes. Uh, There's a note on this locked suitcase that says Mei Shen is sulking in her bedroom because their trip was canceled. uh, And, you know, Li Fang asks us, hey, can you read her her favorite storybook? Um, You know, just giving us a little bit of a a little bit of a a prompt here. Uh, Mm -hmm. The misdirect here is that like, oh, the store, the the, the trip was canceled because of the storm. Uh, No, it's not. It's you, you canceled it jerk yeah yeah uh you light some candles on the table um you there are three place settings here one is just filled with pills one more mm-hmm. filled with pills uh heavily medicating your child at this point yeah uh the kitchen has this big hang cauldron pot uh with this uh doodle on the fridge with uh Mation, uh doodled her dad's poem about a wine brew mm-hmm. uh, shoes a crown and a red dress are the basic elements of a superstar um, I did not really understand what this cauldron was. So this is a thing where the um, the kind of just imagery threw mm-hmm. me um, out of the quote unquote, like I'm not, man, this game is hard as fuck. How do you get past Soldier of God- Godric? You know, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> but there was a part where like I needed to complete the wine, but I didn't really realize what this was. Yes. And, and that kind of like I got stuck there for a little bit, which might mm-hmm. have to do with my why I spent time walking back and forth between apartments and in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, under understanding that the that the cauldrons where these non wine ingredients went, you know, to 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 make this, yeah. uh, there's yeah. the, the again, I do not know this firsthand, but just in reading about this, there's a a, a, a custom uh, where uh, if you uh, on the day your daughter is born, you would bury a, a bury a jar of wine sealed, and then on the day that she is married, you would dig it up and drink it. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. So just um, just the idea of you know, this, this wine, uh, you know, brewing it for future success, you know, wine ages and gets better uh, as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I just didn't know what the thing was. Oh, yeah. Was. Well, like, like, what, the, what this big spooky cauldron wrapped in ropes yeah, was. What yeah. this object was. I just like, what, <laughs> yeah, is, what yeah. is this thing for? I, I'm just provide, providing context for like this the, this puzzle and what, what it represents in the game. Not chastising yeah. Pascari for being unable to clock what this was. Yeah. It's, it's one of the few times where the cultural difference actually was an impediment mm-hmm. uh, to me in this. Um, Mason's room, uh, when you go in, you read an essay on her desk uh, that she written about her family for school. Uh, her father works late and scolds her very often. She is too sick to go to school very much. 
uh, sad. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the Mation porcelain doll hovers kind of in front of you, twitching. Yeah. Uh, at this point, when you leave the room, uh, spooky. Yeah, don't you know. uh, don't don't care for this one. Apparently, this uh, this doesn't have a definite trigger, or there was a bug that made it trigger uh, like at, like at random times. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it it didn't always happen here. So, people who uh, I found out uh, in looking through this because when I first saw the the first jump scare with the the spooky lady who ran fast at you, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh oh, uh, I went online to see how many jumps how jump scary. Mm -hmm. the game was um not because i needed like a warning about i can handle a jump scare i just wanted to set my expectations properly yes and i found out that there is there are websites that just tell you what jump scares are and when they occur in media for people who are sensitive to them and uh this threw that off like the people went on you're like i really want to play this game for its deep you know nuanced story and everything i just don't want you know screamers i don't want slender man to pop up and yell at me Mm -hmm. um and this would throw people off. Like they'd be like, Oh, it happens at this point. It wouldn't happen. And then would come in a surprising time. Yeah. Uh, which is a bummer. Yeah. This, um, uh, one, one of the major sites, uh, that is not specifically about jump scares, but I always want to, um, hype it as a good resource. Does the dog die.com. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, it is not just, it, it is not about, uh, it's not just does a dog die, but it is a number, a number of things. You know, is there excessive, uh, excessive gore? Is there shaving slash cutting or any teeth damaged, uh, things like that. So you can uh, go and take a look. And, uh, if something, if you, <laughs> something that you would see that would make your day worse, if you saw it, uh, yeah. you can use that to help steer some of your, uh, you know, just tell help, help steer your media choices. It's good. I, I love knowing about that stuff. Like it, it's, you know, it's speaking to the choir here that like the dumb conservative outrage about trigger warnings and stuff and on college campuses mm-hmm. as if media has its effect by like surprising you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like tricking you. Like, oh, this this great work of literature only really works if you don't know that the characters got beheaded. <laughs> like, oh, what a breakthrough. The French Revolution? It was oh, that's what they mean by it's the worst of times. Oh fuck. <laughs> like it's, it's the best of times. Yes, yes, I love this. Yes. The worst of times. What the no, fuck? What the fuck? No, no. Like it doesn't like just knowing a bad thing happens is useful and good. And if your <laughs> art's quality relies on you not knowing the mm-hmm. bad thing happens, uh, it's probably pretty cheap. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cheap. Like you yeah. can have twists and stuff, but a twist should be more complicated than like a beheading happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And does the dog die is great because you can just go to the, go to the page, kind of like unfocus your eyes, do a control F for the thing that yep. you, uh, that, that bothers you. And then just look and get that answer and then go away. You don't have to read the entire list if you don't want to, well, like, and, you, uh, it, we're, it, we're fucking adults. We're, <laughs> the, uh, so are college students is the thing. Yeah. But then also the, uh, uh, the, this also ties into another duck feed axiom, which is like, people are like, Oh yeah, you say that, but when you, you know, be upset if the beheading and hereditary was like ruined for you and stuff. And I'm like, for the people for whom beheading is a real big problem, the choice is not watch this in the pure way that that critic wants them to, uh-huh. or, or this compromise way. It's the compromise way or nothing at all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> glean the value you can out of it in the compromised yeah. form. The presence of the thing like cannot be ruined to me. It's like, oh, like the behead. If I knew that there were beheadings generally in hereditary, I would say, oh, yeah, this is a horror movie. Probably something fucked up happens to a body. Yeah. Uh, you know, knowing I still that. I wouldn't know 
the I mean, context around the two major beheadings. Yeah, which <laughs> both of which are some of the most upsetting things that have happened yeah. in a piece of media. Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah, fucking frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Cool. Anywho, yeah, uh, but this uh, this jump scare with the porcelain doll kind of hanging hanging around you. I'm like I, I like when the doll is just kind of like teleporting around, drawing your attention to stuff. I, I love mm-hmm. when she's like like when she's moving and like sitting in the chair, just kind of swinging it back and forth. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. cute and good and unsettling. Yeah, doll is good. Jump scares are mixed. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing in the master bedroom, really. Uh, there is a, another uh, little pamphlet about Sigu Guanyin, the uh, about the sacrifices. This second chapter here. So the farmers, uh, the farmer monks, uh, the farmer's monk son. There we go. Uh, gets really sick. So the spirit serpent, you know, has been helping and serving the family. Speaks to the farmer and says, "Hey, uh, brew this me- medicinal wine out of my flesh and blood." Uh, and he will uh, get better instantly when he drinks it. And the uh, the snake bites himself and dies, sacrificing himself for the health of the sun. Based. <laughs> uh, the the, uh, Ma- the Mason's doll is sitting on this rocking chair, as we mentioned uh, before in the living room. Um, we can see a, cor- a school correspondence journal on her lap, uh, learn that, you know, she's bored staying at home uh, and sympathizes with the fish. They don't want a fish, which is... Uh, a blunt symbol, you know, this fish that's in too small of a space. Yeah. Um, reading this though, turns us into a fish. Uh, yep. We're in this new chamber, uh, this kind of aquarium, these full four walls that are glass mm-hmm. um, that are like, we're inside an aquarium, but outside they are panels that are a museum. Like we're seeing from the, the fish's perspective. Mm-hmm. Things that are happening. And we have, we, we press these buttons to make the porcelain doll and the little sets kind of animatronic their way through these little scenes while we get Mei Shin's narration. Yes. It's incredibly weird when the Mei Shin doll starts singing, take me to the river. And you press the button. <laughs> <laughs> like my talking Mei Shin doll never worked. So I was just really... <laughs> Really, really into it. I was thrown off when I pressed the one, and she said that her spider sense was tingling. <laughs> There's definitely something wrong with my Mason doll. Oh man, if she had a spider sense. A lot of the problems this game could be avoided. Yeah, she probably could have run away from her dad. Yeah, I would have liked it if she had been written by bitten by a radioactive spider. And, uh, that's the biggest difference in cultural and American and Chinese yeah. stories. Chinese yep. stories are about, you know, about overbearing parents and, and drowning your children in wine uh, or alcohol poisoning. Whereas yep. American stories are about being bitten by a radioactive spider uh, yep. and then newsmen who want pictures of you. Yep. I was just sitting playing that game. I mean, people who watch that stream are like, okay, this is good. But when does she turn into Spider-Man? Spider- I know. It's like, where's the Spider-Man in this story? Where's the, where's the website for that? We know when the dog dies. But I need, I need to know when the character turns into Spider-Man. <laughs> when does Spider-Man show up? Just getting angrier and angrier, like, oh, we're coming up on the end of the timeline here. God, God damn it. <laughs> we're going to have some post-credits bullshit. It's an hour and 15 minutes into this movie. Okay, uh, the girl got her, the daughter got her head cut off, and then the mom sawed her own head cut off. They're going up into the treehouse. Is Spider-Man going to be there? Is that where the spider shows up? <laughs> His name's I, Peter. It can't be any more serious, simple than that. Come on. Yeah. It's yeah. just watch the documentary waiting for Superman. Spider-Man <laughs> doesn't show up at all. At all. God damn it. <laughs> Spider-Man's barely in the Batman. <laughs> um, 
Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, the scenes play out as you press these buttons, uh, you know, there's only one order you can do them, you know, the button you need to press is lit up, uh, but she's angry at her dad for changing his mind and canceling their little trip. He had to work or do, you know, do some bullshit. Uh, so she grabs her storybook, uh, from her luggage and high real quick. It's worth noting. Like he didn't have to work. Like nope. this, this dad works for himself. So when, if he's canceling plans on his daughter, it's so he can write the worst scripts you've ever seen or stare at blank pieces of paper. Yes. Like yeah. there's no outside force manipulating the dad. Yeah. And you just uh, want to, you just want to tell him, uh, if you're frustrated that your output is bad, go live more life. <laughs> then then yeah. you can come back and turn it into other stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, maybe, uh, refocus your priorities in general in a cats in the cradle kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so he yeah he cancel. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just worth noting, like he yeah. didn't have to. Do I, I, I said have to. I was imprecise. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so she grabs her storybook from her luggage and hides the key uh, in the wardrobe uh, before leaving to go on this trip by herself uh, in the middle yep. of the storm. Uh, so out of frustration, she dumps all her pills uh, into the arowana fish tank where we're mm-hmm. at, and huge pills drop in from above us. Um, we come to and we see this suffocating fish lying in this broken tank, surrounded by pills. Yeah, uh, that is sad. And uh, yeah. foreshadowing here, you reach out and pluck out the fish's eye, uh, and when you do, the uh, the thing stops moving. Uh, the eye is a marble. Yes. Yeah. Um, a new journal uh, on the piano outlines what happened. Uh, Feng Yu told Mei Xin that if she took all of her medicine, they would go out and play, uh, but then went back on that promise. Mm-hmm. He brought her some new vitamins and she swore uh, not to take them because nothing she takes helps. uh, And her dad is just a liar. Uh, Don't break trust with your kids. (laughs) Dangerous to lie to your kid. Um, So we go to the the master bedroom here and open up the wardrobe uh, where we can find Mation's secret hiding spot. Um, We found the, the code was on the back of a picture. This is a different uh, one that, that that's oh, the, the, yeah, that's the wardrobe in a different part. Gotcha. Gotcha. Different time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside here, uh, her doll, uh, stands on this decorated, uh, closet inside this decorated closet, looming over this tiny little labyrinth box. And we put the marble in the box and do a game of labyrinth. We guide the mm-hmm. marble to the hole, uh, opening it and finding the key to the locked suitcase she had packed, uh, where her favorite storybook is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we open it up and this starts an inspired segment. Uh, yeah, this, this is, is heart, heartwarming as fuck and it's a different style. It's 2d. This looks more similar to uh devotion. Uh, but, uh, you detention. are our detention. Yes. <laughs> God, that'd be weird. It does look uh, very similar to devotion. It, it, it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you're playing as the daughter in the story, uh, with Feng Yu reading this to Mei Shin. Uh, and Mei Shin proposing her own changes to the story. And, you know, the, the dad, like, is supportive. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Usually this is uh, trying, like, you know, something bad is about to happen to an animal, and she will come up with a silly thing to save it. And then you see, like, in the game, like, little crayon drawings of what, you know, of, of her proposed little change that solves the predicament that this animal is in. You know, there's a bear that's being used as a bridge. And like, oh, we can't just leave him there. It's so like, oh, like, there's a soap bubble and it takes him to school. And it's the most just precious thing. It's it's very sweet. And I think the important thing about this, like earlier when I talked about the father being, you know, victim and victimizer in mm-hmm. this and how that uh, makes for better stories. Uh-huh. Uh, this fella that you're playing is capable of being a good dad. Yeah, this is good like, dadding. This is incredibly good dadding. This is good parenting. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he went back on his promise. That sucks. But he's doing this perfectly. It's not just that the daughter suggests he's doing the, what you should do with kids, which is like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, and she suggests all of these things. Like he's not trying to do an improv game or whatever, or come up with the most clever solution. He's no. letting the, his daughter express herself. No. Um, you know, if circumstances had been different, like there, there's, there is a moral failing to crumbling at any, uh, you know, adversity. And mm-hmm. this guy has lots of moral failings, like in terms of keeping up appearances and stuff. And then obviously falling, you know, being credulous yeah. uh, to a degree is also a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a responsibility not to get fooled mm-hmm. at a certain level. If this family had not faced these adversities, he might've been a good dad. Yeah. Like there's, there's a class of person out there who doesn't, who's good up to a point. Mm-hmm. I think that's really common. And yeah. doesn't get explored very often as a uh, as a character archetype. Like people tend to be uh, kind of set, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it the same way that like a band can just have one good song in them. Like a parent might be good, provided yeah nothing happens. Yeah, you know. And that doesn't mean they're a good parent. It just means that it's not entirely black and white. And it, it's that kind of nuance I think that makes this story so remarkable. Yeah. It would be really easy just to do this as a cat's in the cradle, like. Yeah. You know, if he wasn't uh, doing a job that he could just do at any time and drop, if he was like, oh, a, a businessman, mm-hmm. you know, a very important businessman, it would be be a way worse story. Yes. That. Yeah. It, it, he's got the he's got the good fatherhood, you know, the good parenting in him. He just doesn't have any resilience and yeah. tends to externalize blame, yep. um, you know, and, you know, it just uh, is, you know kind of creating a lot of these problems by trying to force his daughter into this incredibly stressful situation. And he very obviously loves his daughter, which mm-hmm. makes what he ultimately does so tragic because even though it's an, it's absolutely monstrous, it was done out of a form of love, mm-hmm. which is again, the best villains, right? Yes. Like you malice is not that interesting. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. This is, this is a great moment for, you know, just in terms of just being lyrical and, you know, poetic to move through, it does a lot for me for making the story have kind of more layers. Yeah. Well, you know, it just, it's the, it is the moment when, uh, um, Feng Yu, uh, shines the brightest as, you know, a decent person, right? Yes. Everything else is not very flattering, but this, this shared moment, um, that like actually breaks style. We're not playing devotion. We are doing, when we are doing this, yeah. um, you know, is, is where you can see outside the frame that he had potential to be a very good father. And that heightens the tragedy. Uh, by contrast there's also just a sadness to this uh the story that they're they're going through is a daughter who is going through the forest to find sacred water to make a seed grow that'll heal her sick father Mm -hmm. so there's a role reversal there so you get this contrast right like we get the daughter is you know it's a it's a, a child it doesn't have a sophisticated thing but it is wanting to do these altruistic things and and ultimately is showing this dedication, you know, it's through a story and everything, but mm-hmm. symbolically showing this dedication to trying to heal her father. Yes. And you get to contrast what the daughter of the storybook does to heal a loved one versus what the father does. Yes. You know, the, the, the storybook reality of this versus the monstrous real, real life mm-hmm. uh, thing of going and trying to find a magic solution. Yes. The stuff. Yeah. So just, just really, really deft shit. Mm-hmm. This, the, the incredible artistry and the choices they make here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but in the story, she goes past all of these woodland creatures and helps, you know, f- figure out how to get beyond them. And then when she gets to the top of this tree, the sacred water there is all dried up. So the daughter goes back to her father who tries to comfort her, but she sees through it. She knows that things are, you know, are pretty bad and she starts crying. And then you kind of, you know, just the, what she was told by this, this fertility goddess was, you know, like, oh, this flower will, will bloom when you put the most precious thing on it. She thought that the most precious thing was the sacred water. The dad knows that the most precious thing was her, what was his daughter uh, and her delicious, delicious tears. <laughs> even then, even then there's like resonance. Yeah. You know, like of, of the father ignoring you know, the daughter in exchange for basically going and trying to find some sacred water. Like yeah. he doesn't take the lesson of this story. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. You're very, very good. Yeah. Um, they plant the tulip uh, to thank the, the fertility goddess. And this creates a sea of tulips and the father and daughter tend the field and are happy for the rest of their lives. Uh, and this create, you know, this, we find an origami tulip in the back cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your daughter made this out of some of your discarded manuscripts. No. Uh, we now have a fake tulip. We do, and we know where we can go plant it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we leave the apartment, and there's a new article on the board. Um, Friday science stuff. Melancholy is a precursor to anxiety. Sudden changes in living environment can exacerbate condition. <laughs> Thanks, science tips. Yep. <laughs> How relevant. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, the hub, there's now a merry-go-round uh, here with a letter uh, to the school in the middle. Uh, Feng Yu insisting that Mei Shin's training is more important than school trips. Yeah. Uh, there. Her health and mental well-being is also of great importance. It's as an uh, afterthought. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but basically saying she can't, I'm going to deny, like, he doesn't sign a permission slip. Right. Yeah. You because know, uh, she can't risk her voice. Mm-hmm. I think is specifically cited. There, there's a cold front coming up the up, up the yeah. uh, coast. Around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the merry-go-round uh, kind of spins around you when you hear, and the dad mannequin appears uh, in kind of a zoetrope, mm-hmm. uh, clapping and chanting. Here, uh, <laughs> plum blossom, plum blossom. When will you bloom? Yeah, uh, and then that goes away, and we're back in yes. the hub. Uh, we can go to 1980. And uh, push the original, um, uh, the, 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 the tulip, the origami tulip there, uh, into the, uh, the flower pot. And a uh, tulip grows, but it doesn't fully bloom just yet. It's going to take more time. Yep. Uh, when we go to the hub, there's a floating window uh, there showing a scene of Li Feng trying to calm her, her worried mom, you know, your mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, but still asking to come stay with you. You know, and the mother-in-law is saying, like, you know, oh, like this happens, you know, basically uh, enabling this this whole thing. Like the mother-in-law is not doing great. You know, it's just kind of like, Oh, this is me. Your father and I also had these issues. Yeah. You know, uh, parents are bad in this. They ignore their Mm -hmm. their kids. Yeah. Well, the, the mother-in-law is playing into the social mores that, that keep everybody trapped in this horrible situation. Yeah. Right. You know, so you like, you open up the window to grab this letter that you see leaning against it and whatever Li Fang is saying stops. And she's, she says, Oh, I think he's listening. Uh, you know, it's like, Oh, that's an, that's an abusive home situation. If somebody cannot call their family without being monitored. Yeah. But you you grab the window and, or you grab the letter and this letter, um, you know, lays out the stuff here. Like, it would be best for you, you know, for, for the chance for your daughter's chances at fame. Uh, if you stayed with Feng Yu and tried to make things work, you know, you're retired, but gossip can still get around and that can follow, that can follow your daughter. Uh, 
it ends saying, I know he can be stubborn sometimes, but you don't have to clash with him over every little thing. Uh, let bedroom quarrels stay in the bedroom. Minor disputes can, can be taken care of civilly out of sight. Uh, clashing with him over over every little thing is not the problem here. Yeah, no, uh, not listening there. Uh, you go to the uh, 1986 apartment and find that it's covered with these string lights. Um, there's a much larger shrine now to Sigu uh, Guanyin uh, in the door now. And the TV broadcast of the uh, singing contest loops mm-hmm. with the judge praising the performance of both contestants, uh, saying it's going to be difficult to uh, choose a winner and ends at a commercial break. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that is very, uh, I found confusing is that there's like two <laughs> scores you get mm-hmm. in this contest. Like you can yeah. be tied, but then there's a second score they go to. <laughs> Yeah, it's I didn't like really the, know what that was. The, the, there are seven stars, but the, but then there's the more uh, kind of detailed breakdown, Grand which is where player. it ended up. Yeah. yeah, it's like scaling and tribute scaling in Dark Souls or something. <laughs> like it was, uh, you know. But there's a lot of time spent on that. Yes. Yeah. No. Um, uh, the desk here has another Sigu Guanyin uh, tale, Ascendance. So the goddess Sigu Guanyin noticed the uh, black and white snake's noble sacrifice and chose him as her uh, as her guardian. So this serpent would accompany her whenever she helped these mortals, uh, meaning that uh, <laughs> the people who worship this fake goddess Sigu Guanyin, um, uh, you know, bringing the snakes into the equation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you go into uh, Meishin's room, uh, there's an essay there uh, saying that her dream is to be a child star. Uh, but she's sad that her parents are too busy to play and says when she grows up, she's going to take them out and have fun all the time, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, and a scene starts here, another kind of marquee scene of you sitting on your desk, self-soothing. You're clicking yeah. marbles together as your parents are arguing. Yeah. Um, you're trying to concentrate on your homework. Um, but the more they yell, the harder it is. You get these kind of uh, photos of angry mouths flashing before you, and you have to click this button to click the the marbles back and together in order to kind of self-soothe and calm yourself. Yes. Yeah. As these math problems just mount and mount in front of you and like things will calm down, you know, as you, as you click these, but then they'll pick right back up again. Yep. Right. You have to keep clicking. Yeah. Uh, the parents are arguing about money. Uh, Feng Yu doesn't want Li Feng to go back to work in the movies uh, because she'll be wearing a revealing dress that'll make him a laughing stock. Yeah. Uh, basically. He's, he's worried about how this will reflect on him. Yes. Because he's a bad person. Yeah. Uh, you know, she yells and says, You're deluded about your scripts. You're spending money on flashy things that we don't have the money for. Uh, yeah. True. That, that camera, that absurd fish. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then it says like, hey, you've also, you've been throwing all of our money at Sigu Guanyin. Uh, and he says like, if I didn't do that, Meishin would still be sick. Mm-hmm. Like the deity did it. Uh, and he rips her dress and this is too much for Meishin. You know, the, the fight has become physical. She passes out. Yeah. And the ruined dress, you know, this dress that you've seen in many of the portraits and photos, uh, is now ripped, you know, all ripped and cut up and you, you find it hanging in the, uh, the living room so you can take it. It'll eventually be, uh, a, an ingredient in that terrible wine you're brewing. Yeah. Cl- clothing wine, dress wine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you put lady, of the pier, the record on the fancy record player in the master bedroom and Mayshin appears on the bed singing along before she starts sobbing and clinging to a pillow. Um, when you try to go forward to comfort her, she turns into scary demon kind of thing. Yeah. It turns scary <laughs> and then disappears. Um, there's a crown in her place, which we know is one of the ingredients for bad wine. Um, 
the lights are now red in the room and the record is now playing backwards. Yeah. And all of those portraits that are on the wall, Lee Fang's eyes are these bright red splotches in all yeah. the pictures. Yeah. Nope. And while the walls were, you know, covered in childish doodles before when you walked in in the hallway, it's now slathered in messy bright paint. It looks, you know, like a horrible thing happened here. Yep. Uh, when you go to the living room, uh, the broadcast, the talent show is advanced. Uh, the contestants have the same number of stars. Uh, the judge is going to read uh, the, the scores, uh, but it cuts off before that can happen. Yeah. When you leave the apartment, the hub is now arranged like a, like a small local pageant uh, kind of deal. Uh, and Mei Shin's uh, shoes are on the small stage surrounded by uh, seven judges' chairs. Each of them has an eight on it. It's hard to analyze this without sounding like that guy from the rehearsal who uh, crashed his Scion TC at 100 miles per hour. Uh, but uh, each of these uh, chairs has an eight on it. This has a, uh, a meaning when we see the final scores, but eight is supposed to be an incredibly lucky number. Like license plates with eight, eight on the uh, on it are like auctioned off for tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, huh. yeah. Weird. Um, the uh, man, numerology. <laughs> um, a microphone swings in from above and a red image of Mation uh, clutching her head and screaming in agony flashes before the stage disappears. The chairs all fall over. No. And we've got some new articles on the 1986 board. Uh, one is about Mation's winning streak ending uh, and her prospects looking bad. Which, like, <laughs> this eight year old has failed to impress yeah, me. Extra, extra. Like, <laughs> what a scoop. The, the, like,. I don't know, man. This makes pictures of Spider-Man look like front page news. <laughs> like, um, and then also a gossip, gossip piece about Lee Fang and Feng Yu's marriage being on the rocks. Yeah. So like we, you know, here in our, in our uh, ivory tower, Western perspective, we can look down on these cultural forces, you know, that are causing this harm, this family, mm -hmm. but it's not just the, the people internalizing it. It's external as well. Yeah. So like yeah. when the, this, I mean, you know, I feel fine criticizing the stepmother for being like, no, 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 you know, keep those fights in private. Mm -hmm. uh, but she was also within the, the culture that this game is criticizing. She was correct. Like mm -hmm. not having those fights, you know, putting those in public does mean it's like fucking in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the, the daughter not, not looking good for the daughter's <laughs> talent show competition is just incredibly and fucked up pageant shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've got no idea if that kind of show where kids are judged and their future is determined, if those were, uh, if 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 those were especially popular at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, one one thing for as terrible as reality television is, like I think since toddlers and tiaras went off the air, we like reality TV over at least Western American has at least kept kids out of it. Yeah, yeah. As, far, since, as far as I'm kid aware, Island or whatever that. <laughs> I love that Kid Island. That, yeah. that, that, uh, that oral history is like a semi-regular read, read for me. It's pretty good. Kid oh, like, it's really, there, there shouldn't be fiction anymore because nope. we, we just do incredibly fucked up things We're constantly. Past it. We're so past it. And some of it is big monsterism and some of it is just surreal fucking Kid Island monsterism. How many yeses went into Kid Island? <laughs> so you many. Know? Yeah. Like just, our checks and balances system on everything has failed. Yep. <laughs> there are no checks and nothing is balanced. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So uh, we returned to 1985 
Um, and after we had play, planted those tulips, the hallway here, kind of leading up to the apartment, is overgrown with these uh, with these tulips. And yep. you know, we open the door, and instead of going into the apartment, we're in a long hallway that has even more. It's even more overgrown. And this is where we start hearing Mei Shin uh, narrating her own journal here, talking about the day that her father gave her the storybook that we played through. Yeah. Uh, your father also uh, taught her how to fold the tulips, make the origami tulips, and mm-hmm. she breathed easier when she's yeah. making them. She was self-soothing. It's anxiety. Yes. Uh, the hallway ends uh, at Mason's bedroom, and it's totally full of tulips, totally tulip-pilled. Mm-hmm. And there's a script on the bed. Um, it's about the father at first being upset that the child has made the pages into flowers, but accepts it. Mm-hmm. You know, these papers that were despised by the world were treasures in the eyes of a child. Yes. No, fine. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, too little, too late, my man. Uh, yeah. There's this metal relief uh, fragment under the script page. Uh, it shows the father. So this is one of the Resident Evil plates we have to use to get into the final thing. Yes. Um, we leave this bedroom, and the apartment is normal again. It's not a tulip hallway. Right. Um. Uh, so we can go into the uh, the kitchen here uh, and put the red shoes, the dress, and the crown into the wine pot. Uh, saying like, oh, it'll take time to brew. It needs to appreciate. Yep. Um, so we head over to a year later. We go to 1986, and the entry hall is now full of wine jars. And instead of the apartments, when we open the door, we go into this kind of winding, uh, kind of curvy wine cellar hallway, You know where the walls are shelves with uh, these wine things. And eventually we start seeing the, uh, the black and white serpent. Uh, the tail shows up, and we're kind of walking along the body. I, I hate that I have this association, but I can't shake it. Whenever I see like a, a snake going downstairs like that, I think of Beetlejuice. <laughs> yep. Beetlejuice turns into the black and white serpent uh-huh. and terrorizes the Dietzes. Yep. Um, because all I could think of was like, this shit's about to fucking pop off as Beetlejuice shows up. <laughs> okay. Uh, let, let me let me warm up so I can participate in the Deo. <laughs> Just, there's going to be some... Oh, that's why this got banned. <laughs> Be- Beetlejuice is not... Uh, it, it's Persona Universal non Studio Actual property, and Beetlejuice happened to show up. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the, you, know, you, need to, you need to pay the Beetlejuice people. If you're gonna... Yeah, the Beetlejuice money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, I kept thinking it was Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. So you head down these uh, these stairs as Mason's uh, narrating her diary, talking about how uh, she starts overthinking when she's home alone and her symptoms come back. Yeah. Uh, and when that happens, her dad takes her to mentor Hugh. Yeah. Uh, the hallway ends uh, at this uh, cistern that is full of blood slash wine. You know, there's a drop off uh, and we do not see the head of the uh, of the snake. But this thing isn't moving. The thing is dead and yeah. drowned at the bottom of this. Yes. We look up at this door that is just opening into nothing here. Uh, you know, the opens to the opens to the drop, and this male silhouette. You know, this is you. This is Feng Yu. Um, pushing Mei Shin into the room, and she drops and falls toward the wine and the snake body. And when she hits, there's this uh, glass shattering sound, and it cuts away like right away. Yep. yep. Uh, we cut back to 1986, where the wine cauldron is dropped and shattered on the floor. Um, and there's a script page on the floor where you read it. Um, there's this uh, very bleak scene where a mother makes her child promise to work hard and get famous so she can take care of her parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the child says, thank you, mother. I promise I will not take your wish lightly. When I grow up, I will give back what is due and more. You will live a life of abundance. <laughs> imagine writing that and then imagine your kid finding it. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Like, good God. Hey, uh, your family fiction here? Uh, (laughs) uh, Stage direction. uh, The wife is pleased. She believes the struggle and effort she poured into the past years will be worth it in the end. (laughs) I love to treat a kid as an investment. Yeah. That pays off. Like, kids are basically NFTs. And if you you put in enough investment, they'll Uh pay off and give dividends. Well, and like the, you know, the the wife here, you know, he's putting the words into into, uh, Lee Fang's mouth as well. (laughs) Like, oh, she appreciates it. And she's not mad about all the, all the hardship that we caused at all. Yep. It'll all be worth it. You know? Uh, the TV plays more of the broadcast, and this is where we found out that Mayshin loses. Uh, she got 88 points uh, compared to 89 from the defending champion. Uh, 88's considered very lucky, but was not lucky for Mayshin. No, no. Lost yeah. by one point. And... and and that's the end of you in this, like, whatever this, like, pageant culture thing is. Yeah. Like, the second best singer doesn't get to go do stuff. Nope. Like... Uh, your, uh, your, your, your Justin Guarini doesn't get the record deal. Yeah, your fate yeah. is sealed. <laughs> you will be forever a Justin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, man, uh, eight. So losing by one point, we're going to see later. There's a scene where you're watching the performance. We find out that, uh, the, the, the thing you never misses a replay of this. He just watches it over and over. Yeah. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we, we take the fancy camera that we found and we go to 1980 and we put it up on this tripod here. And there's this scene where you are playing as Mei Shin sitting at the piano, um, playing a song for her dad as he takes a picture of her, you know, it's, it's, it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you return in 1986, there's a new picture in the album replacing the blurry one that was there before of, uh, Mei Shin playing the piano. And this one, we can see, uh, the date. Yes. You know, the oh, 0716. Yep. Yeah. 0716. Uh, this is the combination for the wardrobe for the secret hiding place. When we enter the inn, we see a little stage made up of toys uh, on the inside. And the camera moves us onto the stage, and suddenly we're Mei Shin as a baby uh, crawling around on a red carpet uh, with a bunch of grab ceremony stuff mm-hmm. hanging above you like it's a, a pendulum or a mobile. Yes. Yeah. And the narrated diary talks about, you know, Mei Shin shows this wardrobe as her hideout for when company comes over. Uh, she doesn't like talking to strangers or answering their questions, uh, which kind of makes the life that her parents are forcing her into uh, a, a special oh, yeah. act of violence, you know, like, yeah. you know, very just relatable. Like, like, again, using your kid as a tool to show off is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's comfortable. Like she, she, she feels like she's better on the stage, but she wishes you know, that, uh, like the, all these contests could just be her alone, uh, alone in this closet because she likes singing. It's just all the other stuff. That's a problem. Yep. Uh, we crawl past the swinging items and reach the stage with the microphone where you stand up and there's only one person in the audience, uh, your dad, you know, cast mm-hmm. in shadow. Uh, the diary talks about how, uh, you know, again, you sing better in the wardrobe, uh, et cetera. And her dad in the audience, uh, demands to know why she won't sing as yeah. this is happening. Yeah. Uh, and you're kicked back out into the bedroom and the stage that was toys before is now just drawn on the back wall in crayon, you know, like a kid would do when they were playing in a, you know, making make, make a closet for it. Yeah. Yeah. And we pick up a script page about the birthday grab. Um, a number of relatives say all the things that they wish for the child and touch her head as a token of luck and safety. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get the metal plate for the child. Uh, yeah. There for a resident evil puzzle. <laughs> 
So we have all the pieces, and we can go to assemble them at the uh, at the unlabeled door there. Uh, but you can't get close to the door. Every time you do, you are warped further back in a longer version of the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. until eventually you are warped there and now you are being chased by this ghost demon version of Lee Fang. Yes. Uh, where you kind of go through an illogical space, uh, going through closed doors till you reach an elevator that won't come. I could, I could leave this. No, yeah, I don't yeah. care for this. Uh, ghost Lee Fang, uh, kind of groans and contorts towards you. It's, it's very typical, uh, but gets more human. You know, as she's crawling towards you, gasping for breath, uh, and the, by the time the elevator's closed, she's basically just your wife. Yes, yeah, she's just uh, you know, re- reaching out for you, trying, uh, trying to get to you. Yeah. And as the as the as the elevator moves, we get this radio interview. Uh, the 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 host is congratulating Li Fang on her return to the film industry, and you know, and asks like, "Oh, did your husband did your husband have an opinion about this?" And she yeah. airs the, the dirty laundry. You know, she says Fang Yu is enthralled by this cult. She was giving, you know, he was giving away every cent uh, that we made uh, and taking our daughter there uh, to this mentor whenever anything went wrong. Yep. Uh, and he, he accused but, her of being possessed. Yeah. And said that she had to go make an offering. And she said, you know what? After I finish uh, filming, I'm going to take my family out of that house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which ultimately it is just it is just her going, and, and we see this happening. But you know that that heartbreaking idea, like, oh, it's my family. You know, we're going to leave. It's the house that's the problem. Yeah, and yeah. No. and and you get the sense, or I got the sense a little bit uh, where you know maybe she would have done that, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, but filming was still going on. Yeah, so you know it, maybe she's being genuine here uh, and was thinking that she could reconcile, but it ends up being a little bit too late. Yeah. Uh, and and we see, you know, the elevator, you know, opens and we're back in this short hallway to the sealed door and we get Li Feng talking to us uh, from, you know, at the, at the other end of it, uh, saying that she longs for the days, you know, when the three of them were happier and she walks into the, into the elevator alone, holding a suitcase and the umbrella. And this yep. is, this, this is her leaving, um, yep. you know, making it out for herself uh, and being unable to get Mei Shin away. Which is fatal. Yeah. Departed wife guy. Um, we place the plates. We get the third plate here. Uh, one for each member of the family. Place them on the door and step through and enter the living room uh, where the family and where the family portrait uh, would have been, uh, where is where we enter. And we're sitting on the couch to watch Mation's performance. Uh, Mation looks out from her bedroom door briefly before closing it. You know, <laughs> so this is, you know, we find out again, he never misses it on repeats. Uh, which what a bleak repeat that is to uh-huh. go on TV, uh, but just having to see her dad just watching her almost make it over and over and over. Yeah, horrible, awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you stand up, the walls disappear. You know, like this was supposed to be the flawless present, but it is, you know, not. It is, it's still still hell. Yeah. Um, and we walk over over to the bedroom, and we hear Mei Shin asking, "Where'd mommy go?" You know, uh, and, you know, we're inside and then suddenly the walls are covered with this, you know, kind of like messy texture and then it starts distorting. This feels like it moved like exactly out of anatomy, Uh, Mm, the the, the way that it kind of like collapses polygonally, almost looking like a glitch. Yeah, Um, yeah. I don't know if there's a direct line there, but uh, it is it is a good comparison to make because anatomy rules. Yeah, that is very good. Uh, We're in the tank again. Uh, and we walk towards, uh, Mei Shin there as where, you know, where the fish and the glass cracks. Uh, then we are Mei Shin in bed, waking up, uh, unable to breathe. 
Yeah. Uh, she's having a panic attack. Uh, she's then over in a classroom full of identical kids uh, reciting there are three people in the family. Yeah. You know, doing these. Uh, so not only does she have this home life, she's forced to, you know, it's a, in school, you know, talk about your family because yeah. I don't know what else the kid's going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> um, we're, we're kind of in, this is almost like a montage. Yeah. This whole yeah. thing it moves really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we're, we're zapping all over that happens. And then we're at this table with, uh, you know, her dad's there and there's just a bowl of pills, you know, in yeah. front of her instead of food. Yeah. Um, the, the piano keys are bloody. There are these cartoon characters floating in the air. Yeah. Uh, talking to you. Yeah. Now she's on a stage and, uh, we see her face kind of like looming above the microphone with her eyes twitching, kind of a real silent four kind of, uh, kind of imagery there. Uh, and then we see like FMV of the audience clapping, but then they like, they, 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 they distort into demons with hand-drawn faces, um, mm-hmm. where, where, you know, where their, where, uh, where their head should be. Uh, and this hand reaches out of the blackness to steady her by clasping on her hand. And when she looks up to see who it is, uh, she looks into the mirror and sees her dad's face there with these sunken black pits where the eyes should be. Yep. Uh, we, we're back to the the father's body. When we look down, we see a paper recommending psychiatric treatment for Mei Shin, and Feng Yu tears it up, screaming, you know, my daughter is not a lunatic. Um, what's really tragic about this, so like this would be a tragic story if his daughter had an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't. She just got this horrible fucking home life. Yeah. Like anyone would be, this is just a normal reaction Yeah, to this. Like this could be a story about, I mean, there, there's a mental health element, like a therapy element, which would help mm-hmm. her through this thing, but it's not a chemical thing. Yeah. It's just this incredibly toxic home life and the, these pressures mm-hmm. being put on her. It's environment. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's entirely environment. And the treatment for anxiety, you know, it's uh, relatively routine. It, it doesn't involve being institutionalized. And even if it did, there would be no need, you know, for, 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 for shame to it. It's yeah. just this, this is, you know, fate is sealed be, because of the determination of the, of the culture that is within it. You know, yes. this thing that the doctor suggested is taboo. It's beyond the pale. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so now we're sitting uh, at our desk in a void and Mentor Hugh calls on the phone. We haven't heard from Mentor Hugh in a while, really. Uh, calls on the phone and says, hey, bring Mei to me. Uh, the rituals will work again. So when we do, we're in this mystic void, uh, hearing this chanting and seeing uh, penitent uh, people open hands, or I'm sorry, seeing penitent open hands uh, traced mm-hmm. in the air in front of you, kind of reaching yeah. out to you. And we hear chanting and percussive music. Yeah. Here. And when you turn around, there's a golden idol on this altar, kind of this bodhisattva idol. And there's a blindfold uh, sitting there waiting for you. Uh, so you put it on. Mentor Hugh asks if you can hear or see anything. Yeah. Uh, and now that you're in this blindfolded section, uh, seeing everything is in these negative hi- highlights here. You're doing a ritual with your mentor. Yes. Uh, here. And a guided thing. Yeah, guided meditation. She guides you down this convoluted path of like alleys and sandbars uh, and and bridges until you reach this portion of hell where uh, punishment is handed out for sins. Yeah. <laughs> and the complete uh, lack of mercy as you're seeing these figures, you know, just a, like a body of outlines or a, a river of outlines of bodies. Uh, and, you know, this long corridor of people, uh, you know, cursed to hold heavy rocks above their heads forever, lest they be crushed. Yeah. You know, you know, mentor, he was saying, pay no attention to the souls of the bridge, ignore the suffering spirits. They were sinners in life. 
yeah. uh, kind of outlining this uh, just bankrupt set of values. Yeah, kind of the yeah. hypocrisy. You know, yeah. uh, you reach the tree of life, uh, and there are papers fluttering around its empty branches. And you step into this crevice that's shaped like you. Uh, it was made mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Inside is your inner self, uh, this dank cave. And you need to find your way up a path uh, of blood slash wine. Uh, these fluttering pages that are there and pen nib uh, stalactite, stalactites and stalagmites. Mm -hmm. uh, so like uh, imagine like an ink pen, a fountain pen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you reach the entrance to your temple. Uh, and from here, you need to go on your own. You're not going to have... Uh, Master Hughes guidance for you. And she says, ignore anything that you see or hear. Uh, if you are overwhelmed, recite the mantra to Sigu Guan Yin to uh, drown it out. Yeah. There's obviously a parallel there with the marble soothing. Yes. Right. So like, again, you play a monster in this, but you are also under a lot of pressure, both from mm -hmm. your culture and from this huckster. And you are also doing a ritual to calm yourself down mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, and so you get into this long hallway walking alongside this uh, long mirror. And as you do, you're looking over uh, to your right, to your reflection. And instead of seeing yourself, there's this hand-drawn leering face and you're hearing a voice. It is, you know, it, it, it is Fang Yu's voice. This other you talking to you like, oh, you know, this little power that you, you know, that you planted and she uh watered with her own blood you know like yes it grew up but a little flower is still going to be crushed yeah flowers don't get that tough yeah you know uh you tell yourself that you wrote this story uh you know as you as you go you, you realize that like this is yeah. your story and you directed this door at the end of the hall where your greatest hope awaits uh and you step through and we see all these mation masks uh around us mation in these masks crowding you uh making demands of you you know, let me out, let me out. Why are you ignoring me? Uh, mm -hmm. Pretty dark oh. conception of what he could be, you know, thinking before you know the twist. Yes. Uh, you know, it feels they did a really great job with this because <laughs> earlier she wanted to be let out because she was sick, you yes. know, and there's all this like, she's the, the two big fish in the fish tank mm -hmm. uh, symbolism and stuff. But this is actually something much more literal and dark. Yeah. Which is uh, saying, here. open the door. Why are you ignoring me? Yeah. Uh, she's not talking metaphorically and she's not talking about when she was sick and couldn't go on trips. No, no. Yeah. So, yeah. And so <laughs> to send this away, you chant the, you know, mantra to Sigu Guan Yin. Uh, and suddenly you are in this gigantic temple and mentor Hugh is back again, you know, commending you on your faith for, you know, for turning to the mantra, uh, to yeah. get through that and get to where she wanted you to go. This temple that is, you know, the center, the centerpiece, it is around this large bowl with a huge Lotus blooming inside and a gigantic Bodhisattva Sigu Guan Yin kind of looming over you. Yes. Uh, and we go to the series of platforms, uh, with these statues of Mation holding up a tool. And this and is you know, too much. <laughs> This is your thing. This is between this and, and burial at sea. Uh, like it, it's fascinating to learn like what your sensitivities are. Like, I don't like, uh, there's certain amounts of like self vivisection uh -huh. that really bugs me. Uh, we're going to talk about it tomorrow when we, when we talk, do after suffering for some reason, video games, eh. yeah. you know, take whatever parts out of me you want. I don't know if Cornet <laughs> just trained train me for it, but like, I don't know, man. I'm one of the fireys, like from Labyrinth. Just, I don't need two ears. <laughs> this, this, this never affects, this doesn't touch my my horror zone. Not even the reason. tongue? Not I, even the like, tongue. It, I, seeing it, yes. First person perspective, 100% neuters it for me. 
like the like the gagging and the and the retching and like, God, I, yeah. I was I was sympathy gagging on that man. It's yeah. it's a something about a first person perspective. Like I can't have mere neurons if I'm like. You know, it's, it's like that Neil deGrasse Tyson, like you can kiss yourself in a mirror, but only on the lips that he tweets <laughs> twice a year for the last eight years. <laughs> my favorite. Somebody coined like, where are you going with this, man? <laughs> but he, he loves that little, little bit of uh, truth there for something like if you put something like this in first person, it doesn't bug me. Oh, yeah. the, the Fontaine stuff in Barry LLC didn't bug me. It doesn't yeah. bug me. I, yeah. Well, I'm not, yeah. Try, I'm not, there's no flex. Like other things bug me. But okay. th- this this uh, this does not. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like th- th- this this is harrowing to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oof, so maybe I'm just more bothered by world hunger. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what a good person you are. <laughs> gotcha. Got him. <laughs> I really uh, whew, my silence is deafening. Yeah, your silence, uh, world hunger is deafening as you talk about. Can't talk about anything without talking about everything. Twitter. <laughs> so you go up here, and this you know, the statue of Meishin is holding up this strange tool. Um, it's like a little, uh, like a little, like a blade, like a, a triangular blade here. Uh, and you pray to Sigur Guan Yin saying like, oh, my, 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 my daughter is caught in the cycle of karma. You know, she has, you know, she has lost her, lost her sight. So I offer up my light to kind of break her out of this, uh, kind of dark, dark spiral that she is. And in offering up your light, you get this prompt, uh, to use the mouse to stab the tool into your own right eye um three times and then uh once again to 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 scoop it out uh you know leaving the right side of the screen temporarily a void it'll it'll fill in when you leave the platform this is not yeah it goes back (laughs) (laughs) the left eye learns we didn't mention this but you play as wolverine or logan howlett in this Uh, it really adds a lot of subtext Uh, yeah yeah. this is this is implied to be metaphorical uh it's a a symbolic thing it's not you actually doing it but it is presented in horrifying detail uh with you know the sound and your voice in particular is just uh yeah really it's it's well done it's like it, it definitely sells it what's interesting about this is the metaphor has to be gruesome and you can see it as a uh the the con artist version of this religion mm-hmm. that this uh this villain has created that mentor hugh has created mm-hmm. borrows that kind of like added gravity that comes with violence and gore that you yeah. also see in say like catholicism yeah yeah you know that like if your right eye bothers you pluck it from your head uh-huh. Shit. like there is uh it is this this game is not necessarily making a comment about just religion as a whole so much as the things you do for faith. Yeah. But these rituals, you know, that you're doing metaphorically are not that different than real life. Right. Rituals are real shit. That's just in like very popular religious religions. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Even if like it's just present. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> like your yeah. Bible, even if it's just present, you know, as a metaphor, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause it's a metaphor here, you yeah. know, as well. Like you're, you know, you're doing it here is just this little thing, but it's, it's gory and extreme. And that's how you can tell it's real. <laughs> you know, the sacrifice will be really big. You know, it's, uh, it's the action Bible. Yeah, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know if that's that's my own bias against organized religion. No, speaking, no, but I, 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 I was picking that up from this. Yeah, yeah, like of course it's super extra. Of course, you know? yeah, because yeah. because sex sells. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go to the next platform. Uh, you take another tool um, with this, these two hooks, and you offer up your tongue. Uh, you rip that out, and it does go deep. Like one of those scary things that like tongues aren't just like you know a couple yeah. inches long. They're it, it, it big goes, nightmare yeah. worms that live in your mouth. Uh huh. No, it's okay. it, it, it's 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 attached. You know, in your neck, yeah, yeah, kind, kind, kind of down there. Well, okay. Specifically, what bothers me about this it is it is not the cutting out of the tongue, right? Like that's mm-hmm. fucked up. And say like uh uh oh like seven with the you know the sloth guy. Like oh we had to keep him from yelling, so cut his tongue out, right? Yeah. Uh, this is it is like the thing that bothers me specifically about this is the ripping and the fact that you just keep going. Until yeah. it and, and until it until it cuts loose and then just this this gigantic thing comes out of you as you are gagging and retching. Yeah. Yeah, you're bleeding. Yeah. You know, awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. Uh, this this stuff. Uh and then you do the the final uh platform for this prayer. Uh <laughs> from where your efforts began, so shall they end. Uh Drew. Yeah. Um you pick up the scissors and cut open your hand. I, I made I made a wrong note about this. This is oh. this is easy mode about this. You don't cut open your hand. You stab the scissors through the oh, center yeah. of your left hand. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not not yeah. still also though. I still yeah. think that's easy mode in comparison to the tongue and the eye. Yeah, you know, this happens already or not, and she seemed okay. Um, <laughs> this, 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 this Let's think of it ready or not. She stays okay the entire time, <laughs> and, she, and she remains okay at the end. Uh, this gives uh, Mation's soul wings. Yeah. Uh, and and as as you're doing this, like a like a big holographic image of uh, Mation takes form over there. You're trying to connect her soul back to her body in this realm. Yeah, and you know you say this one final prayer as the as the lotus bowl in the center overflows with blood slash wine uh, and wine boys and such. Yes, uh, you know, and you're pounding your head against the against the floor, reciting this mantra. Uh, and Master Hughes says, as long as Siku Guan Yin can feel your devotion, you'll be free from all suffering. What if the subtitle for this game was Envoys, Wine Boys? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a pretty big spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, it changed the tone a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I know this is a joke other people have made, but I was thinking about this the other day. It came, okay. came naturally to me. If you didn't know anything about what it was or what James Bond was, wouldn't the name Octopussy absolutely throw you? Like, well, what is it? We're going to go see Octopussy. Yeah, there's this yeah. movie called Octopussy. I've got an Octopussy poster up in my room. Kids yeah. love Octopussy. Critics are raving about Octopussy. Like, yeah. just feel like, holy shit. It, like, I, oh. I, I, I know about James Bond, and the dis- I, I know they pull the titles from the from the stories, but even, yeah. from, even to name the story, yeah. Octopussy, like, that's a terrible movie, but also, like, just like, no, name it yeah, something why, else. It's real weird. Like, yeah. whatever nine-legged super creature that this came from, <laughs> it must be stopped. <laughs> like, I, I, I like the math. It checks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have pussy is equal to the number of legs you have minus one. Uh-huh. It's a simple formula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if a person loses their leg, then they lose their pussy? Oh, okay. <laughs> my silence on is definite. <laughs> but yeah it's just like what a weird thing to just like talking about octopussy like leonard malton had to be like no octopussy octopussy wasn't and just like talk about octopussy for 15 minutes that's weird it's so weird uh, uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> what did that have to do with anything I, no no I, I just popped into my head well okay. god it had to do something i, I don't remember <laughs> what 
Uh, oh no no because you said uh you said envoys wine boys oh and you uh, you asked about the subtitle and then the talking about titles would be yes uh, and yeah. like an incongruous yes you know things that that's what i mean it's not a good connection but that was the walk my brain took okay um, you also want to justify telling the anecdote i get it but <laughs> it wasn't that calculating i promise okay no, oh, uh, no. i, I didn't yeah. say that as an accusation i was just yeah. I, I get it i do yeah i've I done just, similar it's yeah <laughs> i just something that popped into my head and then, uh, yeah so, did someone in the did someone in the crowd mention bad underpants <laughs> boy if i got a story about bad underpants <laughs> uh a starbucks in antarctica uh, so you say one final prayer uh, as this lotus bowl overflows with wine blood, and you're told, you know, as long as Sigu uh, Myanyan uh, can feel your devotion, you'll be free of all suffering. Yes. Uh, and you kneel, recite the mantra, and start pounding your head into the floor. Yeah. And and you wake up in this new apartment, one that you haven't seen before, you know, doing the head pounding thing here. Yeah. Uh, you're in front of a very large uh, shrine, an altar to Sigu Myanyan. Um, and you look around. This place is a dump. Uh, yep. like a lot of furniture is, is missing. It's obviously been turned over, uh, you know, uh, like turned over like a cell, like, you know, ransacked, uh, it's mentor Hughes place, uh, upstairs in your, in, in, in your building, the bowl in front of you is empty. There's no blood or, you know, eyes or tongue there. Uh, mentor Hugh has skipped town. Yep. Uh, to kill again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we get to see, uh, the flyer that first led you to this. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that taught you about this. In the kitchen, you find a, a note of a ritual consultation you were given uh, describing a wine bath. You know, mm-hmm. in, you know, placing the spirit serpent inside, the invoker offers up uh, his blood for the container, his soul for a soul, place the subject in the container. The subject. Get, get, gets a yikes from me. <laughs> yeah. that's uh, And there's a check next to every item on the list uh, there, except for the last one, um, where the subject leaves the container and kneels to pray. Uh, so, uh-oh. Uh, and then just, uh, you find this, there's this tape of recorded, uh, consultations, uh, or like, so I didn't take this as recorded consultations. It's called, it's called taped consultations. This is yeah. her record. Well, she records all of them probably for blackmail, but she is recording the, you know, like these specifically are pe- you know, for, to have evidence that people heard her, like she's having it here. Uh, yes. so like this is people coming to her and chewing her out for like why this shit isn't working you're like my yeah. grandpa gave up chemotherapy because of you yeah you know real shit that happens when when my mom got breast cancer okay yeah had this friend uh who uh said hey uh this is going to help you and gave her the book the secret ah it happens yeah. thankfully yeah. my mom said yeah it's bullshit so i'm gonna go yeah. do chemo but the <laughs> do both yeah. Porque no las dos. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this stuff wouldn't be as harmful with actual, I mean, this specifically would, but a lot of this stuff wouldn't be harmful if you, if you did it with medicine yeah, or with therapy. I, I'm going like to say, I think the wine bath. just yelling, yelling into the bathroom, <laughs> like at a, at a bloated corpse girl, like probably wouldn't have helped. Yeah. You know, I, I, have, I, that's what the difference. Adding Xanax to the wine bath probably would <laughs> exacerbate the situation. <laughs> well, she's a kid, you know, it's, it's not going to, uh, <laughs> You got to do like chewables or whatever, but the, um, yeah, this is, uh, this also kind of, I don't think this was intended, but my first instinct was this, these were voicemail messages. Okay. After she had skipped town, like people oh. coming to complain, which I don't think was intended, but I think if it was or whether it was or not kind of lends to the modernity 
yeah, of, of this, yeah. like this being a, an ongoing concern. Like you could also find somebody's answering machine or check their voicemail and mm-hmm. have a lot of people who are seeking justice after a con person flew the coop. Yes. Yeah. It works yeah. either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awful though, like just awful mm-hmm. shit, and and does the the work of showing like actually this you know this stuff really happens. It happens lots of ways. Yeah. Um. So you you know the writing is on the, has been on the wall for a long time, but you still got to <laughs> face the music like all like good psychological horror silent two you know Silent Hill two likes. Uh, you gotta walk you your hallway. Go, yep, got to do it. Uh. So you leave and go downstairs down this long hallway back to the apartment. Uh, and while this is happening, we hear a phone call from Master Hugh explaining how you should, you know, that you should prepare the tub of snake wine uh, formation in the tub. You know, don't worry, stay strong and prove your devotion. Yeah. There's a yeah. second call. Uh, you call, uh, you know, uh, Fang Yu calls saying like, hey, you know, she's still screaming. <laughs> uh, what, you know, she's not, she's not getting out and praying. Uh, what, what, what do I do? And, you know, Hugh says, uh, oh, you know, don't worry. This is to be expected. This could take up to seven days. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to have faith in Mei Shin and not open that door. Yep. Uh, and the third call, of the number is disconnected where, uh, mentor Hugh, not to, you know, you don't got to hand it to her, uh, by any means, the way that she fucked up though, was by shitting where she eats. Yeah. Uh, if she had not done this with somebody in her building, she probably would not have to cut and run. Right. You know, but the fact that the third time it's disconnected, like she, you know, not only was she being hounded by other people she had scammed, mm-hmm. like she knew how this was going to end. You you got you got to know when to pull up and and go to go to the next town. Yeah. 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 She's she's helped little girls in Haberville, North Ogdenville. <laughs> um yeah just you know again fucking awful yeah uh you know so uh yeah the um you know we so we know we know what happened the rest of the stuff that happens in the game is pretty metaphorical uh it's worth camping out in the literal thing for a little bit uh yeah you know my my near mirror neurons getting activated like your father being like this will make you feel better Mm-hmm. putting you in here and time goes by right like you know you're there for an hour you're there for eight hours you're there for a day you're there for mm-hmm. two days and you know she definitely drown eventually but uh if you bathe in alcohol you will get alcohol poisoning like you'll mm-hmm. get drunk yeah um probably part of the intended effect for mentor hugh yeah you know, like this this being a mood changing Mm-hmm. Uh, thing that just kind of backfired because kids should not be drunk you uh, know they're lightweights is the thing they don't they don't, they, they, they don't know what to do with it yeah i can drink most kids under the table <laughs> uh but but just how scary would that be oh my god like awful. seven days like it, it absolutely fucking breaks my heart and then mm-hmm. even you know you don't have to hand it to him but the dad who is victim and victimizer hearing his daughter call mm-hmm. for help not letting her out because he thinks this is for the greater good. Like yes. as a parent, you know, and I am not a parent, but I understand that you do have to do things that kids don't like yeah. to help them because you know better. You, you can literally patronize a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are their patron. You know? Yes. Pocket doesn't want to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. I still have to take him. He gives me the big hurt eyes. He gets cranky at me. It hurts me, Pete. but I know it's what I have to do to keep him safe if my if i had been so thoroughly fucked like brain fucked by a scam artist and culture that made me think i had to hurt him to help Mm -hmm. him like 
the altruism is the spice that makes this absolutely knock my guts out. Yeah. You know, the, the idea that just, you know, and, and, and like a, there's a, a sunk cost, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, like of just like, uh, you know, it, it's been this long, you know, if I open that door and let her out and nothing happened, this was all for nothing. I have to admit like, that I threw it away. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, my wife left because of this. I threw all this money away. I've been scammed. I'm not an idiot. I don't mm-hmm. get scammed. I partake in the Dunning-Kruger effect. Other people <laughs> get scammed. Not me, though. Uh-huh. Like, there's just so much humanity on display in this yeah. really extra thing. Yeah. And the the remarkable thing about devotion as a plot, you know, moving aside the artistry of how it's told, is that it earns that extraness. Mm-hmm. Like a single sentence story of like, oh, a, a dad gets fooled by a faith healer to dr- you know, to drown his daughter in wine. Well, why would you do that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds big, you know. But this game it shows all of its work. Mm-hmm. Like nothing feels unearned, nothing feels undersold. Yeah. You know, all of my the only issues I have with any of this are mechanical. It's mm-hmm. a couple too jump too many jump scares, a little bit too much wandering back and forth. Yeah. Narratively, I think this is impeccable. Yeah. It's it's not, you know, the best like I've played as good or better game stories, you know, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't put this on like, you know, how do you compare something like this to a disco Elysium, you know, it's but difficult. in terms of just yeah. being, uh, like it's up there. Yeah, it is. It is a really phenomenal. And I would also like, in terms of just narrative, the fact that it's, it's short and shows all of its work and there aren't a lot of extraneous elements mm-hmm. to the narrative makes it feel extremely clean to me. Yes. So like, I love, I love silent Hill too. Mm-hmm. you know not as i'm not not as much as you not as much as some people but i did i love that that game that yep. game's great uh narratively i think this does a better job mm-hmm. and the reason being is just a slightly narrower scope yeah like there's less chaff it's sanded yeah yes like sanded, the stuff like that... absolutely polished like rock tumbled to perfection yeah uh i just i i can't say enough good things about the narrative of this game yeah and just uh, God, I just get ra- I get wrapped around just the, the the tragedy of it, you know. Yeah, and it you know it's something for me. You know, I've known about this. I've played. I think I played this game like two, three years ago. Time is meaningless, but like you know, I still get affected by it. Like it's still you know it like it has it has just gotten better in my estimation as I've you know thought about it, considered it, experienced it again for the second time. You know, talked talked through every detail or most every detail here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it like it really is this perfect little machine to make to make you feel like absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah, which is which, you know, we are fucked up, fuck up a dudes who want that more than mm-hmm. anything. Yep. Uh, and that's just, you know, who we are. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that I feel like dog shit uh, in this is that it's a it's a profound feeling of dog shit. Yeah, it's not. It's even more than like tis- tisking me as a player, mm-hmm. you know, like I can experience this on a, the same way I would experience a story. Uh, like the, the active participation that I have of this is additive, but mm-hmm. it's not like a spec ops or whatever. Like right. where I did a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's more, there's a really bad thing that exists in humanity mm-hmm. that is highly exploitable and is exploited and, you know, is everywhere. Yeah. Like it, it shows instead of it being about a specific thing that I did as the player. And I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't get, I don't turn my nose up at a, at a game tisking me for being doing bad game stuff. Yeah. 
this is a different, more literary track than that. Yeah, the um, lack of interact, in, in, you know, interactiveness, the lack of interactivity in this, I've, you know, feels consonant with every, you know, everything about the story because, you know, this kind of was faded. To, to happen by the flaws of the individuals here, by the flaw in the culture, by the exploitation, you know, just the fact that this person fell into the trap that Master Hugh kind of set for him. And, you know, the, 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 the stubbornness, like, you know, a, a, tra- a tragedy, you know, is a story that proceeds inexorably towards a horrible end, you know, and you yes. see every step of the way that is going to a terrible thing. You know, this is linear and it's on a track, but the track that is laid there is entirely justified by everything that by, you know, by, by every element that is there. And I, as the player am not being, chastised for you know daring to play this game and march this person down the track i as i as a player am more just the fate that is moving you ever closer to this horrible end and this revelation right or just i'm reading a story about a thing that has happened well yeah like there's a weird like (laughs) counter synergy with this with being a game like it is very useful that you're exploring it and games do better for exploring spaces as as a storytelling thing Mm -hmm. than other mediums but i think that that you know, there's no condemnation of me, the player, for allowing this to happen is actually greatly additive to this this specific yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it feels more novelistic. Yes. You know, uh, in that way. Yeah. So, so and just and, and and any of the deaths that Mayshin could have suffered here are, you know, just the worst possible things imaginable. Uh, you know, like just and there are ones that you don't even consider, like hypothermia, malnutrition. Yeah dehydration you know yeah Yeah. Uh, the uh and then the 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 last little bit of the game is just twisting the knife a bunch which we're gonna talk through it's it's not like it's bad Uh it's just like by this point you know in playing i was in a real shell shock uh, kind of mode so some of this stuff didn't like land as hard because i was already reeling it it, it, it feels like it should be like a mandatory like two-hour break here <laughs> you know or something like go lay down <laughs> you, need to, you need to take some time for yourself but yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh just uh we open up the door to the 1987 apartment and it's a mess you know there are books and stains everywhere this place is you know this house has fallen into disrepair reflecting the family itself right you know mm-hmm. the doodle of the family is there on the coffee table we're kind of back at the beginning here there's only one, only one place to go the the, yeah. the site where we know this terrible thing had happened and we go to the bathroom door and we open it and instead of revealing the true horror that would be waiting for you there as a parent who has waited the seven days you know when the screaming stopped long ago right yep instead we go into this pure white void uh, you know this ends this ends with denial you literally do not see the results of your actions you walk into this idealized paradise that you know you are led to believe that may shin will be going to you know yeah. this is i read this as a just a, pro, a profound denial yeah, I, I I don't know exactly what I what I read this as. Uh, there's a, a you know the, those uh, stalwart champions at TV Tropes. Uh, <laughs> there are some people in the you know who talk about this game who see this as a like 
this is the only word that comes forward, but it's laughable. Uh, see it as like a happy ending or an optimistic ending no, because no. of what happens here. No, um, I don't but necessarily. The- <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like obviously not. Like, yeah. like that that's laughable on its face. I don't necessarily know that your character is still denying things because the way that the game is presenting information to you mm-hmm. is so chock a block with metaphor and such and not everything that's being presented to you in the game like much of it is through the lens of your character's point of view but not everything Mm -hmm. you jump through points of views and such so this to me could be i don't necessarily take it as such it could be like as such this this to me feels like knife like i said before knife twisting yeah uh, i also am not saying show the body you cowards i don't want to see a dead kid (laughs) (laughs) just just so people do not misunderstand me on that yeah you thought you're gonna be able to see a real cool wine (laughs) you you thought you're gonna see a real tragic soup yeah Uh, (laughs) where's the tragedy stew yeah damn it it was in the steam tags <laughs> uh, didn't he less? <laughs> and where's Spider-Man? <laughs> uh yeah, I wanted to see some May Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh it's his white void, uh the floor is wet, and there's a single tulip on the ground, and we're hearing uh from Mason's diary again, her yeah. last diary entry. Uh she misses her mom. Her breathing troubles have started back up, but her dad doesn't take her to the doctor, he takes her to ma- mentor Hugh. Uh, she's discovered by folding tulips that makes her feel better and soon her room will just be full of them uh, she thinks if she folds enough she'll be better uh, but her dad is too busy praying to join her in doing this yeah so he's traded um, the writing for the praying yep yeah. mm-hmm. um, know, she just yeah. wants to get better and sing on TV you know sing on TV for her parents you know she wants to have fun in the living room again you know she she misses those days and that's where it ends with her mourning what's gone yep uh bad way to end yeah and we lose control of the camera as it moves down this path of tulips while a song plays uh there is something about the the lyrics not being in english that makes the lyrical song not feel cringy to me 100 you know? percent. like if, yeah. if this had just been uh you know and we see the lyrics there are subtitles yeah, yeah for it and i was imagining this being sung by like a celine dion type and feeling cringed. <laughs> yeah. like i there's I, I understand people love that stuff it is it is poison to me here yeah. it is fine like yes. I, I still i wasn't like hell yes there's a vocal mm-hmm. song yeah. at the end but it didn't feel like poison uh, there, there, yeah. there there's a moment when this when this crescendos like when the when the song peaks where i lose it not mm. because of the subject matter of it but because of the full presentation of what had just happened but also the uh kind of like overload of the of the imagery here and the uh yeah. the, the music itself working together you know still processing what happened because you know the camera's moving down this path of the origami tulips you know and we see some pinwheels you know, representative, you know, dead children. That's something you would put on the graves there. Um, And uh, we see these piles of books, you know, kind of arranged like a little town, you know, traditional buildings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Then you walk into a forest as Mayshin walks down this path away from you. Um, She runs as the camera moves faster until she disappears into the light. Um, You then approach a a playground. Mayshin is playing in the sand by an elephant slide. Uh, she stands up, looks over her shoulder, uh, and then the screen fades uh, to gray and then to black and says, Daddy, let's go home. Uh, thing she didn't do. Also, nope. you know, she didn't get to play. Yeah. Yeah. A, uh, a version of, you know, a heaven, uh, yeah. you know, for this, this young girl. 
that you envision as the yeah. dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, <laughs> if in the cosmology, like that's not necessarily de- denial. If in the cosmology of this game, there's a heaven, you know, we shouldn't probably go there. She didn't do that much wrong. I guess we haven't played the origin story where like she gets fully Joker-fied and stuff. But yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever she went outside, she was torturing dogs and cats like crazy. The, uh, that's I guess that maybe that's part of <laughs> Mom doesn't let me go outside anymore. It's all rough chuckles because this is this is yeah. I, I guess what I when you said uh, denial, more than denial, I could see this as like self-soothing again. Yeah, like yeah. not denial, just like my daughter's in heaven. Yeah, you yeah. know, which which is a isn't as odious to me as like my daughter's in a, a you know cured <laughs> from this disease. Like it could also be my daughter's dead, but you know, b- believing so, in an afterlife is not automatic huckster cringe to me. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, Tom Cruise Heidecker's dead, but you know, at least he wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think of that as denial. I just think of yeah. it as, I guess, uh, commitment to the it's, bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I it, you know if if i'm giving this the least charitable read possible and i am not i you know i think that i am not uh, very inclined to extend thing you a certain amount of you know like or, you know a lot a lot of charity but like the uncharitable read is you know this is him telling himself well uh, yeah she died in the worst way possible but at least she gets to be in a better place and yeah you know the the unspoken part of that sentence is you know and you know i sent her there I, I don't know the, whether I see the, I think that there are too many uh, depression and self-hatred signifiers mm-hmm. in the, the apartment to have him let himself off the hook at all. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't read him as, and also he just went through a psychological, you know, <laughs> illogical space guilt storm. He just went through a psychological horror game. Like he's feeling yeah. guilty. Um, you know, that, Sorry, I can't what, talk. I've got a I've got a psychological horror game going on. Yeah, I, I, I got. I'm in a Silent Hill two scenario. I'm at I'm at a carnival that represents my dead daughter's funeral. Uh, <laughs> metaphorically, though, you see. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, and then we. The other thing that makes me think he's not happy is after the credits, he's in the empty apartment, uh, watching a static on TV and watching yeah. static on TV. Like that's never a sign of you know doing great. He's doing good. <laughs> He's, he's doing good. He just let's we'll see what's on the static channel. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's uh, that's devotion. Uh, uh, truly, yeah. one of the most remarkable games I've played in the yeah. past, you know, five years. Let's say, yeah, it's 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 very good. It's uh, what I think that it it reigning in its scope while not compromising mm-hmm. uh, anything. I think is really really strong. Yeah, uh, sometimes with things that psychological horror that gets real heavy into metaphor territory, I feel like there can be an urge of like, fuck it, throw it in. Yeah. You know, like this is about this guy, but also it's about this and also it's about Mm -hmm. this, but those extra things aren't given shrift. Yeah. You know, and, and for some folk, I understand the appeal of, of just like, Oh man, it's really rich. There are a lot of ingredients in this, Mm -hmm. but if none of them get to, to sing or if they're not additive to the character, you know, I, I don't appreciate a mess for a mess's sake. Yeah. Uh, this is not a mess. It's a complicated narrative. The characters are complicated. These are complicated human motivations, a complicated tragedy. It's not a mess. Yeah. It's in- very neat uh, the way this all puts together. Like, th- there's not a frame in this other than some of the shitty jump scares and stuff mm-hmm. that don't feel like, and even those arguably have psychological weight to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, n- there's not wasted 
elements of this. Like it mm-hmm. all adds to the tragedy uh, and the, the, the characters that allowed it to happen. Yeah. And, and perpetrated it. Mm-hmm. Um, great shit. Powerful. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I'm happy that, you know, I'm happy to bring this to the show. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm glad you dug it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's, it's, it's super good. It's my favorite game that we're doing this month. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I like evil within two a lot, but this is next level shit. Yeah. This is, this is kind of singular. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. And it's been, been a while since we've done just such a, such an unqualified win. Yeah. You know, what was the last time we, we did something that was like that? Where it's just like, <sighs> fuck man. Like it's been a minute. <laughs> I mean, del- yeah, it's been, it's probably been a while. Yeah. I'm probably carrying. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Like, I don't know, We're a little hard on that, but it has a lot of thematic depth to it. How's your, um, uh, <laughs> how's, how's your head feeling? You got, got, got any bumps there? <laughs> like, did, 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 hey, hey, Garrett, did a coconut fall on you? I am getting hungry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily been since a disco Elysium, but like since yeah, we've done yeah. a game that is narratively, uh, you know, pretty, pretty flawless. Yeah. Like pretty airtight. Yeah. Uh, been a minute. It's, it's, it's in the Pantheon. Yeah. Yeah, in the Pantheon, 100%. Uh, if you have things to say about Devotion or Strangeland or The Evil Within 2, uh, please s- send us a message at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Go to that website. Uh, mm-hmm. By the 15th of October. Please. Um, if you have thoughts about multiple games, please write multiple responses. That makes my job um, easier slash possible. Uh, so I don't have to disentangle them. We talk about each game's responses individually. Uh, if you have thoughts about um, November's games, which are uh, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Super Hot, um, the third, <laughs> the third one, Half Life Alex, yes. uh, then the deadline for that is November the fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, if you are a non-straight white cis dude. And you have a project you'd like us to highlight, please send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv. Uh, this month, uh, I want to hype up uh, Deadeye Deepfake Simulacrum, which is a game you can wishlist on Steam right now, uh, made by Sam. Um, and this is a top down immersive sim mm. kind of thing in the future. Uh, sounds really cool. Um, you get a bunch of different abilities to solve problems. Hmm. Uh, with uh, looks real neat. I agree. Hmm. It does look neat. Oh, yeah. there's a demo. There's a demo available too. There's a demo. It's going to appear on the steam next festival uh, from October 3rd to 10th. And there'll be some live streams as well going on. Neat. Um, yeah. So that is a uh, dead eye deep fake simulacrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you, again, you would like to have something uh, uh, highlighted here, just send me an email. Yeah. Easy peasy. Um, no, and it releases on October the 13th as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you like our show, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and mm-hmm. uh, $5 a month gets you all the premium episodes of WAF as well as a bunch of bonus shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also leave a rating review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict, wherever reviews yeah. are found. Specifically, uh, you should do so for our new show. Please, uh, Best Quality Vacuum, our show about Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and El Camino. 
the Breaking Bad Averse, Gilgan Averse, ABQ Averse, any of those. Uh, we are that 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 has started. The initial response has been good, and uh, uh, not to start it, but charted. Uh, yeah. the, I, it's been a while since I have paid any attention to that, but with a new show, you, you want to check it out. And uh, yeah, seems seems like we're doing okay, and we can continue doing okay if you uh, give a listen, leave a leave a positive rating or review. That helps us on those charts. Yeah. Uh, as of now, we've only done the episode zero. So just kind mm-hmm. of talking about the background and everything, but we're going to get into it uh, presently, basically. Yes. Uh, so starting very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'd appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, until next time, what should they do, Cole? Uh, watch out for Master Hugh or Mentor Hugh. Yeah. Uh, or, ma- or Mentor Hugh's Sinister Master, Master Hugh. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> yeah. her ascended form. He just just opens a door and there's just like a row of infinite bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's her mo. <laughs> Get in. 